is Michael Dooney, and you're listening to my favorite comic book podcast, 11 O'Clock Comics. Nice. That, right. That'll be the one. Right. One take. You're a professional. Oh, so good. You know what I missed, though, last week? Back rub? Is, well, yes, but you didn't, you didn't count me down. I was I was hoping to see the three, two, oh, and uh, that would have been hot. I didn't do that. No, no, I mean with your finger, like when you're online. Oh you're yeah, no. I don't do that. No. And you may get a little closer to the microphone because you're kind of a uh, little. Uh... I don't know what I, I am. I'm closer to the mic tonight than I usually am. Eat the mic. My back hurts, so I'm kind of like hunched over. Eat it. Oh, like a dude. That's not good. I hear crickets. That's a good thing. Ambiance. I like that. I got, yeah, really? I got windows. I got the windows open. Oh. Yeah, I like That's that. That's unfortunate, though, for this book of the month. I mean, if it was, you know. I can't hear them. A previous couple of them, then, then that might be appropriate, but. You like that next wave stuff. I don't <laughs> see. Now you got to go right in. See? That's fucked up. Of course it is. <laughs> and we are not, because this. Is eleven o'clock comics episode five hundred and forty nine, the book of the month episode, and I am Vince B. Oh, you are Vince B. This is the book of the month episode, and I am David A. Price. Yeah, you is, and me, I'm Bushmaster. <laughs> like, like you're so white. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book of the month with with a ton of characters, and he decides to be. I thought he was going to be Coco. I really did. <laughs> Coco in one issue. Well, and we never see him again. Yeah, what happens to Coco? We just happens, well, let's we'll save her for that. Yes, that that is one of my problems with the book. But yes, I mean it, it's so. I mean, I I mean it's cool that he is. I mean, we haven't started the second season yet, but I'm. I'm it's cool to see that uh, that that is. By the way, being Bushmaster is very timely. Why? Because that's what I'm saying. We haven't we haven't started the second season yet, so I know oh, you we, haven't. No, but I I. Oh, I <laughs> oh, you're talking Sorry. about Luke Cage? Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Bushmaster is the uh, he's the Jamaican villain in the second season. Jamaican wow. me crazy. There you go. He talk like this. He say me am Bushmaster. But you're not Bushmaster. You are speaking of white people. I am. <laughs> Even though I'm Sicilian, I got a lot of white in me. You are not the Bushmaster. You are Jason Wood. Everybody together again yes, for sir. this the book of the month. Episode as selected by our butamous patrons. It is. Oh, no, it really wasn't. But that's okay. It is <laughs> The Legion by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, Volume One. Volume One? With yes. but Olivia. It's, yeah, it's basically Legion of the Damned. That's, yeah, I mean, I that's, mean, that's the, the meat. Yeah, yeah, that's. And, and some Fallout. Uh, the, um,. Oh, damn. I, I, I just had it, too, because of what you were saying. But I lost it, so I'll let it go. Oh, no, it, it's nice of Jason to show up tonight. Yes. After not being here last time and then skipping out on us again. So at least we, we should take advantage of this as much as we can. Sure. Listen, D- Diva's got to eat, too. You know what I mean? It's true. I, he's got he's to check on his islands. I get it. Yeah. You're eating pretty good from where I sit. Well, listen, yeah. on Sunday I was working, so I get a, I get a pass for that. You're working. Yes. On a Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. 
I was. believe in the Lord, he could, he could consider it a day of rest, but since he doesn't. Wow. But I'm not working next week. I will be on a cruise hanging out with Captain Steubing. Wow. Julie, the cruise director. We are going to have a party next week. We're going to do, we're going to do an episode every single night next week. We're going to do an episode. Dap already told me, he says, I want to do one every day. I said, okay. That'd be great. It'll be be an episode 600 by the time you get back. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hey, what happened to Jason? Uh, We got rid of him. It's all good, man. (laughs) It's not. My time has come and gone. But you know who never lets us down? Our, our, our patrons. Mm, that's for very real. true. Yes. And they are the people responsible for this episode because they have generously decided to back us for whatever reason they choose. We give them many. But um, their contributions allow us to do multiple episodes um, in addition to our once a week type joints. We do Book of the Month specials and other assorted things. If you would like to check out what the hubbub is all about, go to patreon.com forward slash 110COMICS. That's 11 o'clock comics without the apostrophe and two ones. Well, with the two ones, but not the apostrophe. <laughs> and just, just go there because it's a lot of fun. And I have specially chosen, uh, we do something for the patrons called the Cover of the Day. Yes. I have specially chosen the Legion covers for this Oh, week. wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Synergy. That's great. I like you, it. Um, as you, as you alluded in a mistaken way, we normally uh, have the patrons vote. Our man Dap puts up 11 choices, and uh, our patrons vote out of those 11, and whatever they pick is what we discuss, but uh, we did not do that this month. No, it was a special. It was this little special thing because we were traipsing the floor of the uh, Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we all picked this book because it was readily available. Some of us had it. Some of us didn't. And uh, we decided, hey, look at this. Let's do this because it's an awesome story. Uh, featuring an amazing cast of characters, and it's probably one of the high watermarks in Legion history. So why not? Why not do it? Yeah, it, it did not. That what I had envisioned did not uh, play out the the way I would have liked. It uh, didn't come to fruition the way I would have liked it to. But it's uh, basically yes. Yeah, we we could not find three of anything uh, that we could all kind of um, right. read for the end of the month, by the end of the month, and and, and all agree on, and, and then find enough items to throw it up to vote for, uh, for, for the patrons to vote on. So uh, on our way back to the hotel, uh, crossing the street, it was pretty much decided that that would be the uh, the book of the month, and, and which is fine, absolutely fine, because I... It's sitting right here next to me. I ordered it from DCBS a couple months ago, uh, so it gave me an excuse to read it um, earlier than I thought I might. And um, yeah, it's it's it was. I think it was a good choice. I think if it was on the uh, if it was one of the eleven choices any other month, it probably would have won regardless. 
I think there's a good chance of it. Yeah. It's a beloved story, which is odd, because when it was coming out, it was despised by yes. the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, be, just because uh, it, it tweaked the formula right. too much. Right. As the uh, then editor at the time says in the um, in the end note, but before we really start getting hot and heavy in it, uh, two things. Any thank yous? No. Nada. I have to thank Clay Stroff. I won't get into it right now, uh, but um, maybe towards the end, but when, when we wrap up, I will. Uh, he sent an awesome package complete with a, uh, a Mr. Monster drawn on the envelope. Oh, so, neat. Hella That's cool. cool. Uh, item number two. Vince, what are you drinking? There we go. Second verse, same as the first. Livingston. Oh, you haven't finished it yet. No, I have one one more glass. Livingston Cab. I was going to make a special trip because this is a very special um, series, a special book of the month, but I, I didn't get there in time. So. I'll allow it. Jason. David. What are you drinking? I am drinking a new wine. <laughs> new vino. Well, it's not new. It's actually from 2014, but it's new to the show. Okay. Okay. And that is, you ready, Vince? You good? No, you said David like you had no idea what kind of question he was going to ask you. Jason, (laughs) David. It's it's called it's it's called hamming it up, Vince. Is it? Okay. Yes. I am drinking Casa Santos Lima Confidencial Reserve, which is a uh, Portuguese uh, vineyard from Lisbon, and uh, it is a it is a uh, red blend, as Dap and I are very fond of. Uh, in this case, ten different grapes go into. Damn! Wow! Yes, sir. They made the yes. whole bottle out of ten grapes. It's crazy, right? Wow! And uh, it is a it is a ninety two point wine on Wine Spectator. It's it's fantastic. That's and I'm finishing the bottle because my wife is making us finish eating, drinking, or throwing out everything in the house because we're leaving for ten days. What am I going to do without Where you for ten days? Um, I, uh, talk to Dap a lot. I already, I already do that. Never over here. I already do that. Well, there you go. All right. We have so much to disagree about, Vince. We'll be fine. Uh, I am. Um, if you're going to talk about the book, I think you're going to talk about. We have a hell of a lot to dis- disagree about. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what book that is, but okay. We'll get there. Yeah, I think. I think. I. I don't. I don't. I think you were rereading the fourth issue. The this is. Uh, I'm finishing off. I, it will probably be finished this evening. The uh, the Smith and Hook that I had started uh, on during at the beginning of episode five forty eight. Sweet. Sweet. All right, now let's jump into the Stargate and get down to business with the Legion by Abnett and Lanning, Volume One. Of course, written by DNA, as they are so affectionately known by fandom, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. There's a ton of artists on there this, are. on this thing. But the, uh, the head honcho, the main focus is Olivier Coipel. And, and we'll right. designate which stories were, were drawn by whom when we get there. But there is one, this collection is nearly perfect. There is one flaw. In this collection, and it's a big one. Mm-hmm. They do not put the story into proper perspective. When this originally, yep. when this originally came out, the story 
ping-ponged between Legionnaires and Legion of Superheroes. They make no indication of that because they present each story. They give the credits as credit is due. They'll say written by, drawn by, but they do not tell you what issue it appeared in. So you get the whole saga of Legion of the Damned with the the prequel that appeared in Legion of Superheroes Secret Files number two, and you get the fallout, but it went back and forth from Legionnaires to Legion of Superheroes, which DNA were were writing both books, and they were both shipping each month. So fans did not have to wait an entire year to read this story. DC was effectively double shipping, albeit in two different titles. But it was the same creative team. Now, since it was the same creative team, and judging by this volume, I now, all right, I, I started, I, I was there when, when the Legionnaires kicked off. I enjoyed that team, uh, but I wasn't with it for very long, and or, or the Legion of Superheroes either. I, at, around this time, I had kind of had to step away. But uh, there were when Legionnaires that series started, there were two different teams because you had the older Lightning Lad, and and then you had the younger Livewire between uh, in the two books. There's by this point in time when Legion of the Dam started, was it just basically one team across both books? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the the writing was on the wall for these books. Sales were low. Um longtime fans for whatever reason drifted and DC decided to cancel them. But, you know, this was the wait and see period. And they basically gave DNA carte blanche. Do whatever you want. Who cares? Nobody's buying the damn books anyway. Might as well do what you want. And um, I think it resulted in one of the better tales of the Legion. Uh, but the one of the shortcomings, like I said, about the book is they do not put things in a proper perspective because it would have been very easy. They do reproduce the cover artwork for Mm -hmm. each issue but it has no masthead no issue number box it's it's a virgin piece of art sans any kind of title specific bric-a-brac which i think was a bad idea i don't disagree i agree 100 percent. and and unfortunately even the um even the copyright doesn't break it down in the order it appears in this volume it just groups everything together so you have legion of superheroes numbers 122 through 125 yep secret files number two and legionnaires 78 through 81 so uh there's no you could read this and think that okay well then then the quapel issues are just legion of superheroes and Mm -mm. everything around it are legionnaires so nope okay no so tell me about the beer bombs they were the original writers of the Legionnaires, and I'd never heard of them. Giffen. Oh, wow. Yeah, Giffen and the Beer Bombs. Yeah, um, Tom and Mary. Yeah. What do you mean, Giffen and the Beer Bombs? Well, it, again, it was like a Keith Giffen. He, he's, well, he's, he's maintained a presence in the Legion since, oh, man, I don't even know. I mean, it's... A, oh, was he doing... Before the Great Darkness Saga. But yeah. I'm saying he didn't write the Legionnaires. Though. I mean, he had nothing to do with the Legionnaires. Maybe well, some plotting or some... Nothing some, on some paper, nothing. but... Right. Okay. I mean, they're for like like 
Marvel has the the Spider-Man brain trust. DC at mm-hmm. one time had a Legion group got it. that got you know cross pollinated. Hey, what are you doing in Legionnaires? Here's what I want to do mm-hmm. in Legion. Let's have a a powwow. We'll we'll see what's up. But um, and I don't know if you guys realize this. I'm sure you do. Both of these Legion of Superheroes and Legionnaires. These are the final stories for both of the series. Well, that's because that's what I asked you guys. Legion Lost comes after this. Yeah, yeah, which I've read and I loved. Yep, I did so. And then spiraling out of Legion Lost comes the Legion, which is also for at least the first thirty-three issues, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, and then that series fizzled out, and the stake in the in the heart of Legion fans everywhere they rebooted it again after the Legion. That's the Mark Wade run with Kits and that eventually Supergirl comes into. That's called three boot. That's the third reboot of of Legion of Superheroes. And Jim Shooter wrote the end of that series. Right, right, right. Well, this is the these are the only issues of Legionnaires that these guys wrote. Yeah. If memory serves, yes. I have most of that series. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's a great series. But, again, would the marketplace support two Legion books? Yeah, one time it did. But tastes change, fans go away, younger fans come up. And I think the Legion is a very tough nut to crack for a new fan. Not only, I mean, the the very mechanics that make it special work against it. You have a giant cast of characters set in an era that is not contemporary with the rest of the DC universe. So they may mention this Superboy, or they may mention a piece of legacy that they in the 31st century, you know, revere, but it's not really the DC universe. It is, but it's it might as well not be because it's so far removed from current continuity, then it, it just doesn't resonate with readers, by and large. Which is sad because I, I think it's one of these. I, I don't disagree people. with what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, but I, it does bum me out because I don't understand after reading this why there can't be a, a Legion book on the stands that does well. I, I don't. It's silly. There's plenty of there's plenty of books that have team books or or, or youth focused books and I, yeah, I just I don't I don't believe in the right hands that this couldn't be a hit again. I'm sure it can. You know what I would do? I wouldn't give it to wow. Giffen. As much as I love him, as much as I think he would do a great job, I wouldn't give a, a, a revamped Legion to Giffen. I would give it to Jim Shooter. Really? Yeah, that would generate enough buzz to get enough eyes on it. And um, because Shooter has a long legacy with the Legion too, I would, I would, oh sure, I would play to the 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 fond memories of of Shooter coming up in the industry and just see what kind of he, I think he has a, a couple more great stories left in him. The man that spearheaded the valiant universe to make all those amazing characters, not make them, but use them in some of them make the other ones use them in a very novel way. I think he still has it in him. Hmm. I, I'd give it to Kent or Lemire, but Lemire's d- doing his own Legion book right now, so. Oh, <laughs> so you're talking Black Hammer? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. It's a, it's a tough I mean, call. It's very much his own Legion book, yeah. Or, it, well, you know, Johns is not going to write it because he's busy doing movie stuff. Uh, Johns would be a good choice, not a great choice, but he'd be a good choice. Um, I don't know who else uh, would do a great job on it. I mean, there are people that would do an adequate job on it, but the deck is so so stacked against the Legion. I think you would have to bring someone in that could guarantee a lot of eyes. I think Shooter would be the guy. But do 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 contemporary readers even know who Jim Shooter is? I was going to say, talk. I don't think that would be much of a draw <laughs> for the average reader. But I don't know. I don't know. It's the last time Shooter did something. Uh, I think he worked oh, with wait. Dark Horse. He, he, um, right when they brought when they tried to do Doctor Solar. Yeah. Yep. Which was not all that. That great. was with Dennis Calero on it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Right. It was okay, but yeah. it wasn't all that great. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go home again. Sometimes. No, sometimes uh-huh. you can't. So yeah, I don't know. Now, now I'm just totally befuddled. But keep it I, upbeat. I, Come on. No, but who would you? I, we we'll we'll keep it wicked upbeat. But who would you? think would do a good job on the legion oh hickman well he certainly is compl- complex yeah he, he loves a lot of characters a complex yarn. Yeah. yeah um he certainly would write a smart know, legion I, yeah i think there's plenty of writers that could do a good job i just think you need, you need to be a good writer with a good idea as abnett landing I mean, proved because they had no previous experience with the legion before working on Legion of the Damned. They never wrote them. It's before. interesting to wonder if they took the momentum of these books and used that as the impetus and the germination for their probably more famous reboot of the Marvel Cosmic. Well, I think Coco's definitely a precursor to Groot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, all Coco says is Coco. And all you know, all Groot says, "I'm Groot." It's the same, same kind of deal. Only you know, people can understand Groot and Coco's a monkey, and maybe there's inflection that in that. Sure. But that's all he says is Coco. This is not only a rare book of the month in that uh, we didn't let the patrons choose. It's a rare book of the month in that all three of us genuinely enjoyed it. Some love. Yes. I have to. I have to say, I loved it. And I, I don't know about that. I, which I thought it was great. Yeah, I know. I thought it was great. That. Uh, this, uh, yes, the 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 story coming back to these characters after uh, leaving them for a while, uh, and reading this story after so many years after the three boot, I I enjoyed the story. The presentation, the the packaging specifically, but the presentation uh, was a little off. I was missing a roll call. And yes, there was one uh, in, I think, the second issue in the book. But for the most part, once everybody's blighted, uh, you don't really, you know, in conversations when Chameleon is, is thinking about, you know, who's been taken from him and you'll get who is who. But for the most part, there wasn't, I, and whether that's, that's a problem I have being a growing up being a big two reader and usually getting hit over the head with uh, Chris Claremont esque introductions. It's, 
I don't, by the time you get to the end of the book, there are a couple of characters that are just thrown in at you, uh, like Drake, whereas I didn't see him beforehand, before he wakes up in the infirmary. So I don't know what his story, I mean, I know who Wildfire is, but I didn't know who this, who his story was, or, or I'm sorry, Erg one, but the, so there were just, there were some things that, that, that caused me to stumble a bit or, or not make me overall love it, but I still think it's a hell of a great read. Nice. If that makes sense. Well, some of the storylines towards the end were um, presented before Legionnaires mm-hmm. 78. Like the Drake thing, that was a lot of that happened before 122 and 78. So it's not like they're throwing it at you, which they are throwing it at you, but they were down to the wire at the end of this. They no, either had, they I either understand had a, it. Yeah. They had to wrap so, I mean, up. It's. it's storylines and it's and this isn't you know i'm okay this isn't this isn't a comprehensive legion collection this isn't this isn't volume eight of that run this is the first volume of dc bringing you dna's legion so that's what you're getting in this you're not you're not getting any great history you're not getting mark wade's telling you all about the legion you're not getting busiek telling you about the lead this is just dna's legion so you're getting that warts and all if, if if you're looking for if you're looking for who's who if you want to if you want your handheld to try to be brought up to speed by the time this volume begins you're not getting this in this book no no and to make matters worse quapel's depiction of a lot of characters he's on model by and large but his style is so different and so gritty and unlike the majority of Legion artists that preceded him, that sometimes you have to take a little, who is that? You know, and again, it also doesn't help matters that when we do start seeing the main body of Legionnaires, they're in a condition where their uniforms are torn, they got shit over them because certain things have happened to them, you know, that they got that, that piece on their jaw, their hairs are, are, their hair's all messed up. You know what I mean? They're not in pristine shape. So a lot of that adds to it. Like if, and I, I have to say, DNA did a good job of saying, like, have, have one character say, oh, it's Karate Kid. You know, like, mm-hmm. but he does, they don't do it all the time. So there are some characters that if you weren't a, a reader of the book, like Dap says, you wouldn't know who these people are. But in their defense, a lot of times it doesn't really matter because they're not major players. They weren't involved in a lot of the things that are making the story tick. They're just like if someone says, oh, here comes a squadron of hunter killer legionnaires that have been blighted and now they're out to get us. Do you really have to know who each one of them are? It's a threat. That that's really all you need to know, right? When you see Ultra Boy at the front of it, I mean he's unmistakable with the 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 chest emblem. If you see Ultra Boy at the front of him, that's pretty much an oh shit. You don't really have to know who the rest of them are. But you know your mileage may vary. I I don't know. But let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. The Legion of the Dam storyline began in. The Legion of Superheroes Secret Files number two, 
which publication date June 1999, Pencils, and I'm probably going to kill this, but whatever. Yeah. Pencils by Chuck Wotkevich. You think? Sounds good to me. Okay. Inks by Dexter Vines. Look at that. I and, know, man. Back in the day. Yeah. And the uh, color art is by Tom McCraw, who pretty much colors the majority of this. The setup is very simple. Um, you have a ship full of Legionnaires. Brainiac 5.1, Thunder, whom I love. Do you know what uh, Thunder's uh, alias, her, her civilian name is? Well, I know based on the letter she left them, her first name is Cece. And you know what her last name is? Beck. Yep. Uh, the planet of origin? Fawcett. Binderon for Otto Binder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Isn't that cool? Um, uh, Livewire, whom longtime Legion fans n will know as Lightning Lad. Sensor, uh, Monstrous, Pharaoh, Kid Quantum, Karate Kid, and Coco. The, the rescued albino. I just speed by Sensor. I said Sensor. He does. He's like super fast, though. Yeah. Sensor's the coolest character in the book. Definitely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a giant sentient snake with little little tyrannosaurus and mechana arms. It's awesome. She's all right. I mean, I I like Sensor, but <laughs> whatever. Um, let him have this one. I'll let him have it. So uh, this ship of Legionnaires tooling around and out of a Stargate. <laughs> comes a massive disturbing alien ship and it's emitting strange energies its tendrils are coming up and one of these tendrils of energy whacks the legion ship and it's forced down it lands on a planetoid thanks to thunder i mean they'd all be planetoid pizza if it wasn't for thunder but um, so the Legion are on this planetoid and Brainiac does his scans and he's boop, boop, boop. He notes that the planetoid should be a lush, fertile paradise. But now it's barren, covered in strange vine-like growths. And Brainiac has a terrible bedside manner. Mm -hmm. um, Brainiac Blunt, let's call him. He also mentions that the place is very unstable and will, in very short time, crumble under their feet. Okay? We got to get off this rock because it's unstable. Things are, are very, very bad. Uh, if that weren't enough, the Legion is besieged by feral primate-like creatures who attack them, and um, they're thrown down. They're not really much of a threat because when you have Thunder on your team, um, a woman with the the power of Captain Marvel, I mean, every power Captain Marvel has, Thunder has. So that's a big gun. But anyway, the tide of battle kind of turns when Sensor pulls this strange image of something from the minds of the creatures, and it freaks them the hell out, scares the bejesus out of them. So they retreat which gives Brainiac ample time to MacGyver a beacon powered by Livewire and Thunder, and they produce this massive flash of energy that is picked up all the way across um, space by 
Saturn girl. She she notices it on the scanners, and she's like, uh-oh, there they are. Let's go send a ship to pick them up. But the the whole ordeal is, is crucial to the Legion of the Damned storyline because the thing that came out of the Stargate is a Blight ship. And the Blight had no idea that there were these super-powered beings very vital, very energetic, very full of life essence, traipsing around the universe. They they were completely oblivious to them. Now, thanks to these events, the Blight know. They have their, their eyes, their sights set on the Legion. But not just the Legion specifically. They have their sights set on Earth. That's not a good thing. And that's Definitely where there's... And that's the, the entirety of the story. It It was... I don't, I, I'm not into, uh, or I don't have inside information into the planning of this thing, why this story was presented in a secret files, which I'll be honest, most fans tend to disregard those books. Does any, did anyone buy the secret files books? I did for, um, the outsiders and the Titans. And I think, I think Infinite Crisis. Wow. See, I... Oh, and, and probably a Green Lantern one or two. Wow, so you bought them then. I did. I was. You were the guy. I, I wouldn't expect crucial information pertaining to a regular series to play out in a secret files. But maybe that's my you know, misguided thinking. Kind of, I saw them as kind of like annuals. Right. When annuals were, were missable. You know, when annuals were just an obligatory thing that companies produced to get another title on the stands, did you know they were full of um, inventory stories or like a Marvel tryout book? They put guys on them that weren't really ready for prime time, but we got to publish a book to fill those racks up. Let's just get this these guys, you know. So I disregarded the Secret Files books as having any importance to the series I was reading, other than you know, Ohatmu stuff and things like that. Like, you know, here's a cutaway of the Legion headquarters for the 20th time. But I don't know. Maybe Obviously, I was wrong because this is crucial to the Legion of the Damned storyline. It, it it sets the whole thing in motion. You silly. Yeah. Jason, anything? Um, I mean... You're on a groove, dude. What do you want? I mean, what, uh, what do you what do you want me to say? You doing fantasy football? No. no. <laughs> All right. Sorry, so I mean, Sunday, but no. I thought this issue or the, the the secret file story was great. It's the anomaly in this book in that it doesn't look like anything that it does com- not that comes after. It's very. It's it's like they they forgot to say goodbye to the '90s. Oh yes. Yeah, the art's very. I don't want to say Joe Maduera, but it's in that mindset. Uh, very, I, yeah, very... I, I thought it was a little, little t- tad more exaggerated. Gabriel R- uh, Rodriguez, mm. the faces, the big eyes, the yeah, the, the, the manga ass guys. Uh, at first, I didn't because of the credit situation. I didn't when I opened it up. I thought, damn, Quapel's changed a lot. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> like this little dude. bit, little bit, yeah. Um, was, 
I mean, I, I was Thunder introduced in the Legion, or was she no, the, the obligatory? We're not going to have Supergirl or Superboy right now, so we're going to have another character like that. Uh, I could have been that, but Thunder appeared in, um, what was that Shazam book that Jerry Ordway, um, the, the Power of Shazam? Yeah, she showed up in the Power of Shazam. I think it was an annual, and uh, she's from, she's from way in the future. As I yeah, nineteenth century. There you go. Yeah, and she got bounced back, and I don't remember how. I don't, but um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Ordway created her. Nice. She's a great character. I love her. Uh, I mean, a platinum blonde in a Shazam costume? Come With on. With the 80s headband? It's all right. A little bit of Supergirl. Hey, Supergirl had a yep. headband, too. Yep, so that's right. It works. Straight out of Xanadu. It's all right. Olivia, my girl. Mm-hmm. So, from there, we go to Legionnaires 78, which is December 1999. Pencils by Jeffrey Moy. I wonder if he's related to Albert. I don't think so, and and not a huge fan of Jeffrey's work. No, same. It's serviceable. The art in this book doesn't detract from my enjoyment, but it, it was just workmanlike yeah yeah nothing uh, special so pen- pencils by jeffrey moy and quapel inks by wc karani and andy lanning and again tom mccraw did the uh color art Th- this story is called emissary and this is where it starts to get cooking good looking yeah you have a uh a mega freighter giant starship loaded to the gills with uh goods and i like the choice of hot pink as a color yes um jason is it hesperides sure okay um the i mean i i I would imagine it in greek it probably hesperides but i I, i'm sure i like that i like the way you did it better so every time i say it i'm going to say and you're going to say the name (laughs) Uh, so the mega freighter mm, hesperides sends a distress call and the legion pick it up and they send a you know uh, a party the the ship was boarded by unknown entities and the uh, legionnaires that are sent to investigate you got your cosmic boy monstrous who used to be green um yeah, what th- happened there thankfully they they changed um her because a green monstrous is a little bit too close to she hulk for me it is, but but why? What did they do to justify her color change? It was in the sto- in a storyline. Um, who who did something to her that changed her color? Hank McCoy, second mutation. No, no, no. I forget what it was, but it, I mean, it, there was a there was a, a logical reason why they changed her color. I don't understand because, why they made her green anyway. Because in a, in a, in this in this series in a or in this collection in a flashback, she's green. Yeah. Yeah, she's green. Yeah, yeah. and and it, honestly, God looks just like She Hulk. Uh, uh, not yeah. a, a less yeah. attractive She Hulk, but um, mm-hmm. so uh, monstrous and apparition, whom we we all know as Phantom Girl. But mm-hmm. in this now, what the was the the name changing one of the things that pissed people off? Longtime Legion fans. Oh, they didn't call her apparition in this. She she had been apparition for a while. No, no, no. I realize. I'm, I'm assuming it goes back to the the start of the Legionnaires and the Legion runs from. Yeah, the, you don't mess with shit like that. 
right? Like, why would you call lightning lead live wire? Because there were two. You can't have two lightning lads, especially if one's a different age. So the 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 Legionnaires were the younger versions and and had the more more ninety ish modern names. Oh, is that you had what it was? Li- yeah, you had live wire. You had because they you you because he's not he's not chameleon boy in this. He's chameleon. It, yeah, it's it's not feral lad. It's feral. So I mean they 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 shortened some, but they did also. Uh, completely tweak and i i kind of like live wire i mean lightning lad yes is, is of its time and you know who that is but because because live wire you do so they also did it to his sister exactly spark not not an improvement no but i mean but then again i mean you go from lightning lad to lightning last we already know they're siblings i mean it, it's kind of yeah. and then of course their older brother vince is lightning, lightning lord Lou. lightning no <laughs> lightning <laughs> Lou. <laughs> But what, Lord. Yeah, but what I was going to say is, oh Lord, it doesn't make sense to call this character Livewire because Garth well, and Imra are a thing, Saturn yes. girl. So this is Lightning Lad. This is not Livewire. Right. I don't. So I mean, as I'm reading this, and because I was gone from the Legion for a while, I have no idea. I I I read. I see this. I see live Livewire. I think it's the live wire from the Legionnaires when that series started. I have no idea. So, so if this is light, if this is actually Garth Lightning Lad, who's now going by Livewire, I don't know what happened to the other dude right. who was in the I, other book. I honestly when the don't two remember. Started. I honestly don't remember. Okay. Yeah, but this is definitely Garth. Okay. Because he's getting jiggy with Imra, yes. and that's a long-standing Legion yes, relationship it is. right there. Um, so they board this uh, mega freighter. Hesperides. Thank you. And they they find it seemingly deserted. So Rock checks the the ship's manifest, and he's like, and he's like, wait a minute, this is not a. There's no thievery going on here because look at the stuff that's in the cargo hold. It's all pretty mundane. There's really nothing here worth stealing. So the team. Um, soon finds the crew and they're all frozen which doesn't make sense to me why the the crew would be frozen but that's a story for another day i guess um mm-hmm. what the interlopers did was they they ripped open the inner wall of the bulkheads because they were looking for something um and it's thankfully explained to us that the ship is very very old and it was built at a time when atomite was very expensive and atomite was a material that they used to line ships bulkheads because it was it it would protect the the fleshy things inside from the rigors of space so um this stuff was very expensive so what the builders did they loaded the interior of the bulkhead with shit metal scrap garbage um whether it was just plain metal or obsolete robots which in this case came back to bite them on the ass because they filled the bulkhead with the aries battle bots and the aries bots are um five centuries old and they were equipped with an asimov circuit override 
<laughs> if, if, yeah, me too. If, if you're a fan of Isaac Asimov and his three laws of robotics, you know that a robot can never harm a human. A robot can never stand idly by and watch a human get harmed. So these robots can can shut that off. And they did because they were infected by the metallo virus and the AI gained sentience and exploited the fact that they were not bound by the laws of robotics and began killing their creators. And there's a whole big deal about the great shutdown. Um, the, the humans eventually won and all of the infected robots were scrapped and all of the ones that were not infected were shut down awaiting a time when that metallovirus could be cured but that time never came so they took those robots and they load them in the bulkhead and here they are and their guns are now set on the legion and apparition doesn't have anything to worry about because she can make herself intangible but the other ones they got some problems um cosmic boy has problems because the robots are made out of ceramic there's no metal and he can't he, handle his business. And his powers don't work too well against ceramic. Monstrous is okay. She could beat the crap out of them. But th this is th this is problems. Um, they eventually beat the robots. Well, the, and the initial wave of robots, but more pop up. And Brainiac's doing his own little thing. Beep, bada boop, bada bop, bada beep. And he reprograms the robots and reignites the Asimov circuit. So now the robots cannot kill humans but it's not over up, no, pop son. <laughs> up pops a robotic entity called emissary one one two one two who Love is the design yes who's going to expunge the fleshy types in the name of robotica but this is a very cool twist on the story since the aries bots are now bound to follow asimov's laws of robotics when the emissary sets its sights on the Legion, the Ares robots blow the emissary away yep. and destroy it. It's dangerous up in the robotic streets. Yep. But the cool thing about this story is that the Ares robots seem to know who Brainiac 5.1 is. They have a yes. beef with him. They say that Kaluan slime scumbag will kill him. And did you notice, I don't know if this was intentional, but the gun turrets on the Ares robot look exactly like the proboscis of a Dalek? Why would I know that? David would know it. <laughs> I would. Look at the look at the machine guns. They look like the the this the large sticky out thing from a Dalek. Mm. Did you notice that Monstrous looks just like Sarah Huckabee Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> Without the smoky eye. The, oh my god. Um uh, poor Cece. Or um <laughs> uh candy. Her name's Candy. Is well, it really? Yes, Candy. Her her entire name is let me see her, Candy Pinpont Le Parc Three. Really? Yes. She is the daughter of a stinking rich individual, a pampered, and um, so she's she's anything like her physical form. She's she's. Kind of like a valley girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the crew she keeps talking about she used to be a part of? The Amazers? The, the workforce? Yeah. Oh, the, the Amazers. The Amazers, Starboy, and Kid Quantum 
were once members of the Amazers. The Amazers are Xanthu's answer to the Legion. Um, okay. They don't really explain this too much in the book, and they also yeah. mention Macaulay's workforce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leland Macaulay was uh, an entrepreneur like R.J. Brand, and hate they, they, they dislike each other immensely. But Leland Macaulay has a huge beef with R.J. Brand, so he created a super team to rival... Uh. RJ Brand's Legion, and that's the workforce. So it's like it's like uh, Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, how do you get one up on the president? Pre- oh my goodness, pre- president of the United Planets. It's kind of hard to one up the president. It's you know? true. especially when that president brought you uh, the Legion and the Stargates. Yeah, so it's right and. You know, obviously, as as this particular volume plays out, um, there are people have problems. But the I I didn't dislike Moy's work. It wasn't as dynamic as Chuck's as as the volume kicks off, but it it reminded me to some degree, not identical, but it reminded me of the the Chris Brown stuff that, that kicked it all off and, or at least this particular. Um, so there were some, there were, it I, does look a lot like Chris Brown's. You're right. So, so, so there are, so, so it was like, it was old the original artist on Legionnaires. Exactly. Uh, and being a Chris Brown's fan, I, I, I see a little bit there. So I was, I was kind of digging it, but no, it, it was not, it definitely didn't have the, um, the, the kinetic feel and and the the action as, as much as there was action in this issue in this particular chapter the first story really kind of made you feel like a, a summer blockbuster thing going on whereas this is the like you guys said it's it's working like i enjoy his figure work but it, it, it did lack a little something right but by the end of the story the mechanics of what Abnett and Lanning were planning kick in. So yes. this this story effectively takes Cosmic Boy, Monstrous Apparition, and Brainiac off the board because they're many, many, many light years away from Earth. And at the end of the story, they, Monstrous notices that the Stargates have been shut down. So that quick, effective, jump, 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 we're home, now has to take them over a month to get from their present location to Earth. That's a long time. Even going faster than light, that's a long time. I have a question, though. Hmm. Mm -hmm. When Legionnaires was started, it was spun out of Legion, issue number 38. They said to coincide with the destruction of Earth. So how six years later is Earth back? Oh, Jesus. How did that happen? Legionnaires spun out of Zero Hour. Right. So what happened in Zero Hour that would make the Earth, that destroyed the Earth? Yeah, me, dude. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't reading the uh, I, the DC back then. I don't remember. Why don't you 
Find find that out because I'm I'm probably gonna be like, oh shit, that's what happened. But I, I don't. I honestly don't remember. Okay. Um. So the the stargates are shut down at the end of this, but and this is when the Quapel kicks in. Something is using the stargates to make a beeline towards Earth. Nasty blight energy comes spewing through the stargates um it goes past xanthu and brawl and winath and all of the many of the key legion planets and then we're seeing the thing that's in its sights in the very last panel it's going to earth and this is a huge deal because later on in the story i may be getting ahead of myself these events while the Legion had no control over them, turn out someone uses these events against the Legion. And and I found that part of the story fascinating. Um, after the dust settles, that the uncontrollable events of that ship coming out of the Stargate and, and them noticing the, the, the Legion on the planetoid, and now this with the Legion... The, the the um heading towards the 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 blight energy heading towards earth all this gets blamed on the legion that you know all this shit would have happened if you guys weren't where you said you where where you were when these people noticed you and i find that incredibly frustrating in that they really couldn't control it but that argument is kind of sound isn't it if it wasn't for you being there these big nasty bad people who almost took over the entire universe that almost that would never have happened if you weren't there it was a it was a case of being in the wrong place at definitely the wrong time and they really had no control over it but if they weren't there this would have never happened you know what i mean so it's frustrating but i can kind of not sympathize but what the opposition is saying later on in the series mm-hmm. is is true Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's definitely, it's definitely a case of you not having to reach to try to understand where they're coming from. It, it's it comes from a place of you know this is whether you, no matter how you feel about Brand and his technology and the Legion and how much good they've done, there they are, not on purpose, but they are the cause. So it's it's yep, and I think Leland is using it to his advantage, but definitely I don't think Vice President um, Tenya's mom. I, I I don't think that she. I think she's doing it. I think she's fulfilling her role as Vice President, where she should be asking these tough questions and and you know covering her bases. So she's not doing it for any other motivation than she thinks it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. Leland is the one that's exploiting the fact that these that someone did mention this and he'll just use anything to get get the legion out of the picture and get himself up on that top stage um so i have the answer for you shoot tell us okay well so like you said giffen was was writing volume four of legion of the superheroes 
and he was working with the beer bombs and Al Gordon as a little bit of a trust, a brain trust. And then they spun out legionnaires after issue 38 because the earth was destroyed. But this is the five years later run. Right. As they called it. And I guess it got all sorts of fakakta because after they started the run, editorial made a decision to remove Superboy from Legion history. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, and so they, I guess they did a major reboot retcon thing where Monel became yes, the stand Superboy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then so that went on, and then I guess they discovered Batch SW six, which was a group of clones of the early Legion that the Dominators created. Right. And and that's and so all of that happened during all of that. There was a storyline that involved the destruction of the Earth. Um, Giffen left shortly thereafter. Um, all of that was resolved, though, in Zero Hour in 1994, and the the, the uh, DC rebooted the continuity again, and five years later, pretty much became persona non grata, not part of continuity, not to be reprinted ever again. Now, obviously, in the last few years, they've reprinted this stuff, but so basically, all of, Earth was destroyed, but it was that whole that whole few year run was basically treated as though it never happened. That's right. And then after Zero Hour, starting in '94, you got the reboot, where uh, which these characters were part of. So it was just a completely new new version of the of the team. Um, so it's weird. It, 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 what seems weird is in today's day and age, they would have they would have treated those incidents as a cause to reboot and renumber the books. But back then, I guess they just kept the number and going, even though it was a complete continuity reboot, which is pretty weird. So. Yeah. So the Earth was back. And when they rebooted the Earth was just magically back. Right. And you know, Legion takes some pretty hard knocks because it's been rebooted a number of times. But when you take a step back and you look at books I mean, look at the entire DC line. How many yeah. how many times has that been rebooted? Yeah. So I don't know. I just I just think the Legion gets a bad rap. And and the continuity is incredibly con- convoluted. I've read all this stuff and I didn't even remember what with the batch the dominators um cloning all the all the kids. I I didn't remember that. And it's part of one of my favorite storylines. 5 years later is great. Mm-hmm. And but when you see it it's a nine panel grid. It's it's Keith Giffen doing his Watchmen nine panel grid and it's amazing but yeah much consternation it was different very mm-hmm. different but anyway um i'm gonna do one more and then i'm gonna hand it over to you because i'm tired of talking our listeners love your voice no they don't legion of super <laughs> legion of superheroes 122 legion of the damned part one came out in december 1999 that's party like it uh, illustrated by Olivier Coipel and Andy mm-hmm. Lanning, color art by Tom McCraw. I'm just going to stop saying that because we'll take it as a given. We learn the nature of the unknown energy that was screaming through the stargates and route to Earth. The blight have infested the planet. They're organic. It's they're like plants, plant-like structures, worm across the surface, culminating in a giant structure they call the stem which spews up into the upper atmosphere of the of the earth it's this giant plant-like structure and mm-hmm. it's it's releasing energy stolen 
from the the planet's inhabitants into space. Um, those that have come into contact with the blight have been transformed into willing servants, much like the techno-organic virus and, you know, uh, the Borg. It, it's kind of the body snatchers. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. You know, you will be assimilated. Mm-hmm. And, and these characters are assimilated. They don't have any free will. They're told to do something and they act out their master's will. Um, and all this happened in over a month. This Legion of the Dam storyline, if you're a Marvel person, is much like the um, famous X-Men story, Jason. With the set. I don't know where you're going with this. Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Why are you comparing it to that? Because it's it's a sea change in the status quo in which oh, okay. I got you. you know okay. you have your rebel your resistance, which Days of Future Past really obviously had. Mm-hmm. You have a threat, but where Days of Future Past was a great story, I don't think the stakes were high enough. The stakes in um, Legion of the Damned, it's the stakes are everything, mm-hmm. not just Earth. We're talking every planet yeah. in in the universe is and at risk. To Dap's point, it would have been very helpful, like say on that opening splash page where they're like, "Hello, Garth, no more running." If there were little little boxes telling me who each of the characters were, very helpful. Oh, I'm sure it was no problem for you because you've read enough stories where. But for me, I didn't know who they were. Right. Well, you know, a little little box. Emanating from each character would have been nice. That's yep. what I'm saying. It, 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 it wouldn't have taken much to do. Let me. I'm getting to the page. There's plenty of open space. It's I mean, double page two, spread. There's yeah. Two, there's only two two word two word bo- two word, word balloons in the whole on the whole splash. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a double ultra, page spread. You have the that's Ultra Boy, Karate Kid, and Umbra. Now and well, clearly, but but right. Yeah. Now now what was. What was Umbra's original Legion name? Umbra was um, Shadowlass. Shadowlass, right? Exactly. Yeah. And back when when I started reading Legion, um, Karate Kid was engaged, but was eventually killed. So uh, I knew Karate Kid was back. And yes, I know because he's, he was in... He popped up earlier in this volume. But, again, had I just picked this up because, you know, it's a new creative team with Quapel, um, and I had been away for a while, I probably wouldn't have recognized Karate Kid. I would have assumed that that was Shadow Last based on her complexion. And, yes, I, I know I know Joe's outfit, so jo that was nah. – Joe Nah. That jo would nah. have definitely been um, <laughs> Ultra Boy, who can only use – one power at a time, so thank God he has the flight ring. Right. But they're formidable powers. Super, yes. Yeah, super strength, yes. come on. Yes. Um, so the, there's a resistance. Can you turn it on and off within a split second, though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he so if he, power if he punches power someone, right, so if, if he loses his ring, he can still fly. But if he wants to knock somebody out, he drops. has to fly towards them, punch them. So he's he's like free falling and then he can start flying again. But yeah, he can. He he doesn't. It's not a. Um, he doesn't have to wait or or, or reboot or anything like that. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So all the communications have been shut down. Stargates closed, and you have a resistance. 
that emerges in hopes of at least reaching one stargate to transport President Brand and the uncompromised survivors off planet. Now, your resistance is Livewire, Excess, uh, Siobhan Aaron of the Science Police, and our buddy Reap Daggle, Chameleon. And they try to lead a group of survivors to safety. The resistance, as Jason and David have told you, are accosted by blighted versions of Ultra Boy, Umba, Umbra, and Karate Kid, and who they attack their former friends and teammates without remorse. They do not care. Um, try as they might. They're Mocking res- them along the way. Yeah, they're talking shit. I mean, these are your buddies. In yeah. in, in some cases, I mean, if Apparition was there, the, the, you know, there's your wife. But yep. um, so the resistance, they don't fare very well. Um, everybody save uh, for Chameleon, they're captured. And Livewire is uh, subjected to chokeweed, which kind of incapacitates him so he can be food for the the stem um so we pretty much write off live wire at this point because everybody thinks he's dead obviously that's not the case but the his his all his buddies they the ones that aren't blighted they're like oh shit live wire's dead so um chameleon's on his own he can't contact anyone or return to um safe houses because he doesn't he he's very afraid that the blight are using him as a uh a, a target and they're they're keeping tabs on him so if he returns to a safe house the blight's going to infiltrate and you know destroy it so he can't do anything he's all by himself he's all sad and um he's attacked by a blighted starboy and company and even survives that to escape and this is the part i love i love that DNA acknowledge the fact that Chameleon is not often taken seriously. Yep. He's like the joke of the Legion. Oh, what are you going to be? Turn into a mouse? Great. You're awesome. But he's pretty formidable. I mean, he survives two attacks by very powerful Legionnaires, and he, he lives to to uh, fight again. Um, Chameleon encounters more Legion members by the end of this issue, but fortunately for him, they aren't blighted. It's the away team that finally en- back. Yes, that back encountered better than ever. the Ares robots on the derelict freighter. Mm. Uh, Hesperides. Thank, thank you. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got Cosmic Boy, Monstrous Apparition, and Brainiac Five Point One are now on Earth, and they're like, "WTF? What the hell Dude, is the going faces on are here?" Great. The yeah. faces are absolutely like, like I just. This is where they actually finally look like teenagers. Yeah. It's like uh, the Nick Nick Young meme with all the question marks. The swaggy P meme. <laughs> now, uh, XS is a West Allen descendant. Barry it, Allen. It's, yeah. a, it's his granddaughter. Barry Allen granddaughter. Yeah. So that's so that's the character who's going to be in the next season of the Flash. Okay. Yep. Correct. Jenny Ognets. Yes. Yeah. Sure. That's her name, Jenny Ognets. Cool. Yes. So, Legion Legionnaire seventy nine. Oh, Cosmic Boy looks like a little bitch in that in that drawing. What? Where? Does in the in the wall? He looked more like a little bitch if he was still wearing the girdle. Oh yeah, God, no! 
No, we don't want to see that girdle ever again. Or you mean the corset? Thanks, Mike Rell. Yes. Yeah, that's horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. All right, Legionnaire 79. This is the last one I'm doing. Um, Legion. No, well, if you're, you're, pot, you're pot committed now. No, I'm not. You do it. No. Legionnaire 79, Legion of the Dam, part two, January 2000. What? So the Stargates are inoperable. And it took, Damn it. it took the away team more than a month to return to Earth. They got no idea what's going on. So Brainiac, being Brainiac, has a plan. I'm going to use the vascular structure of this stem thing. We're going to creep in through those tunnels, and we're going to get in there and get our buddies back out. Okay. And, and we get a glimpse of what's going Not on. exactly something that requires a 12th-level intellect, but okay. Well. We're going to sneak in through the opening. Well, don't well, forget, he's surrounded by teenagers. True. And Cosmic Boy's like, okay, I don't understand the plan, but right. we'll, we'll do It's like, dude, you don't understand the plan. We're going in through a big vein. It's not Main that vein. it's not that hard. Um so we get a little tiny glimpse of what's going on inside the stem and it is not pleasant at all. Jason mentioned invasion of the body snatchers and it's not too far removed from that. You have pods that the the captives um are placed into awaiting processing. They they're filled with this this disgusting viscous fluid. They can't breathe. They're well. They they're breathing, but not normally. Their lungs and their eyes and their nostrils. Everything's full of this crap, and they're drugged and they're just waiting to be processed. And they drug excess, which was kind of dumb, on the blight's part, because uh, maybe they didn't know. They knew she was a speedster, and everybody knows that speedsters have really high metabolisms. They would have to in order to maintain their physical functions at that high rate of speed. So excess kind of comes out of it. She, she shrugs off the, the drugs and she, she takes a look around. She sees Imra, Saturn girl. So she's like, oh, shit, I'm going to make a break for it. And I'm going to go get Imra and I'm going to get out of here. So she does the do. She, she's a little loopy, but she, bam, she breaks out of the pod, gets Imra. Takes her, takes her out, and Im- Imra's kind of loopy, again, because she's her metabolism is not as advanced or high, highly charged as excess. And Imra's like, I was in their brains, man. I know what they're thinking. <laughs> it's not good. And um, it turns out, like, we get I, – I, this, from this point on, I don't think we should go issue by issue because the story ramps up. Mm-hmm. V- very do very high clip. Yeah, it's it's the uh, zero to one twenty. We get snatches of past history of the blight. The blight were a very well. They weren't first of all. They weren't called the blight. They don't remember what they were called. They don't remember where they're from. As the blight, they were like a utopian society. Yes, they were. They're a very highly advanced utopian society that had basically cured all sickness. They they done did it. They, they cured every disease they could possibly cure. They extended their lifespans immeasurably. There was peace. There was commerce. Everything was kicking. They were working well. And they were friggin' bored. 
And the thing that they asked themselves was, what's next? What, what, what do we do next? Well, one of their high-ranking high um, individuals, his name was Atrofo, which I think was the perfect name for this dude yes. because Atrofo suggests atrophy, which is what the blight do. They atrophy their um, victims and they suck all of their energy out and they use it for other means, but good name, good name. Um, so, so what do we do now? I mean, you know, and Atrofo said, you know what, let's try and let's go for that big brass ring. Let's try and live forever. And in doing so, the, the civilization that would eventually become the blight made a pact with entropy. And entropy says, they make it sound like entropy is a physical entity who is capable of communicating. I don't know if that's the case, but a deal had been struck where entropy said, okay, you guys want to live forever. I'll grant you that wish, but you have to consume everything in the known universe in order for me to grant you that boon. So that's what the blight do. They start absorbing lesser races and you know and they just traipse across the galaxy sucking up the life force of this of of these civilizations destroy in effect destroying these civilizations playing into entropy's role while they bolster their strength and their resources and their their domination but the thing that gives the that gave the blight a massive foothold was the dota yes and the Dota, the Dota was uh, initially a benign organism that kind of grew. Don't call me Dota. <laughs> <laughs> He's so stupid. He's so stupid. The, it was it was a, a very benevolent organism that basically just grazed on the life bloom of planets. You know, successful civilizations emitted more life. Like the bloom. manatees of space. Kinda, yeah, yeah, or or some kind of like plankton eater. You know, mm -hmm. like they would just suck up all this good stuff. Yeah, we're good. We're the Dota, um, but the Dota are the Johnny Cash of this universe because they seemingly have been everywhere. And if they if the Dota journey to one planet, they didn't leave that planet. They just spread to a next another planet. And another planet. So the chain of Dota spiraled across the entire universe. And the Blight were going to use the Dota as a chain to infect every single planet in the universe and suck their life force. That's big doings. That is big friggin' doings. Rude. Yeah. Uh, I think this, th with the introduction of the Dota, that's when the story took on a completely different level. I mean, it mm -hmm. just it just jumped for me. That that is like so cool, and you don't see the Dota. They're they're illustrated as like a cloud, like a, a or a, or like a spike of energy. There's there's no. I don't know if the Dota ever appeared anywhere else. I don't remember them ever appearing. So I would say that the Dota are a DNA creation. I could be wrong, but talk about using your resources wisely. Let's just make this civilization that was pretty much undetectable to the most part for, for everybody in the DC universe. But they're there. You know, you just didn't see them. They didn't harm anything. But here comes these these uh, bastards in gas masks and spiky bits and, and nasty little red eyes, and they're going to use that Dota 
to hip hop across the entire galaxy and just eat everybody. That's nuts. The do or the the blight are space vampires. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they do. Succubus. Yeah. yeah. Succubus. They don't have boobies. Well, all right. Some do, don't they? Well, I guess they do. Yeah, but they're underneath yeah. all those layers of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But there's some blight titty going on. I Dap said something about wow, Quapel's work here looks a lot different than than Actually, his. That was Jason, but yeah. Oh, was it? Uh huh. Okay. One of you said it, and yep. I have to admit, I, I like this Quapel better than the the contemporary Quapel. And when you said that, that's when I wrote my reply. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your reply? This is my shocked face. Oh, and I said, no, that's a bunch that's of letters. Just a bunch of letters. <laughs> but, uh, it, it does not, knowing you, uh, it is not at all surprising to me that when comparing Legionnaires, Legion of Superheroes, Quapel to House of M, the Magic Order, Quapel, that you would prefer the old, thick and dirty and very almost independent esque version of, of Quapel. Shit, yeah, it's very dirty. It's gritty as a F. Yeah. But I have to say, it's extremely sexy. It is. It's very because he has the uncanny ability of now we're in a, a very dire situation. These characters have not showered for a long time. Their clothes are ripped, they're dirty, their hair's a mess. But Quapel would put tears in their clothing at just the right spots. Like when we see Saturn Girl. There's one part where she's all bent all over, and he puts the rip like just at the point where her the folds of her skin, and it's like amazingly sexy. It it's 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 like an uh, a superpower of his to put that rip in exactly the right spot to generate some kind of. In my mind, I gotta say, the this the Legion of the Damned is very erotic. But then he will do an upshot of. Saturn girl, and it looks like her face is melting. Her face is melting. Yeah, there's one scene where uh, Excess is trying to um, get her out of the place, and she she looks up at her, and you can it, it almost looks like her nose is not there. Hmm. It, uh, I don't have a page number, of course. Yeah, there's no page numbers in this, but but in the issue. Featuring Saturn Girl on the cover when um, Cosmic Boy says, Imra, what is it? What's the matter? And she's all bent back and Quapel has the rip right on her belly where the, the, the line between her abs bisects. It, I mean, that's just, that's, that's hot, right? Is that not hot? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I dig the style. I do. I, I, Absolutely. I think it's, uh, I'm not sure I can say I like it more than current Quapel, but uh, okay. I can imagine that he was able to do a monthly book back then yeah. by doing this style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, come on. Obviously, I don't dislike current Quapel. I think he's great. But, I mean, 
if I had my way and I, I had him chained to the drawing board, I'd be like, do like this, not like that. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah, I mean, there there are some some artists have we we may prefer. Um, well, th- th- we have a bunch of artists that that we prefer their older stuff. Jarmita Jr., Paul Galassi. So there are some where we we understand Roca. How yeah, how how they uh, big time. Why they may improve, or why they may change your style. It's it's, but it's one of those things where Jim Calafiore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, there there's there's a um, there, there's a lot in these Quapel issues to to enjoy, no doubt. I yeah. I really like the, and I mean it was, I think his style worked really well with a science fiction space opera type story there's there's a um definitely the, yep. the 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 big panels the 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 way the action flows what what has to be done to for for all the characters to the, the showing the destruction of metropolis and and so much else going and i mean the the design of the blight and and their their crafts it's it's there there's no and he doesn't i mean there may be some pages where they're not filled with Edge to edge panels. There may be some white space on a John few Burnett, pages, though. but he, but every goddamn panel right. has backgrounds or a yep. shit ton of people in it. You listen to John Byrne. Um, one minor nit, and this is just a very common thing in sci-fi tropes, but it drives me nuts: the obligatory made-up expletive. Grife, 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 sprocket, like frack, Nass. frack, grife. It's like, all right, dude. But those aren't made. Well, yes, they are made up. But those are, those are staples of the Legion. But if you and and oh, if I they had used, that, they are kids. Know. Kids swear. Right. But it, but I right, know, and, they just swear. No, but that's the thing, Jason. If in in the future, they might not. Well, they, they might that. have. Right, I, I but, get that it's the. I get that it's plausible. It just annoys me. It's in all if, super. It's in all sci-fi tropes. If if you had, you're fracking and crazy. You're right. It, it it is. But if if they had used the. The the asterisk ampersand pound and an exclamation. You would put your own. You would think they're saying fuck damn, damn or, but they're they wouldn't be saying that. They're obviously trying to make sure that you know that they that, that, that those terms are well, like are, are, like girl says my grife. Now she's saying like is she saying what the fuck is she saying like you can't put fuck or shit in that. People don't say my shit or my fuck. No. They say my God, maybe or NAS is definitely shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NAS is Sprock, shit. Sprock is fuck. Yeah, I think Sprock and, is. And, yeah, it's my Sprocking th- pleasure. And, yeah, and Grife, I think, is like cripes that that, yeah. that, that we'll just always say that's 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 Christ. That's mm-hmm. just wow. Okay, having read this, I can't get M plate. Out of my mind when I see the blood. Yes, dude, I'm glad you said that. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yep. what what came first? Well, this is ninety nine, right? So M plate. Right, because M plate was like ninety five, right? Ninety five, yeah. ninety six. So there you go. Yep. So maybe M plate did uh, the design for M plate impressed DNA to the point where, wow, you know? Didn't didn't, didn't uh, Bocello invent yes. Yeah, I don't know if he invented him, but he he was one of the designers, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm glad you said that because I I see M plate whenever I see the blight. Yeah, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of M-plates running around. Without the dreads. M-plate posse. Yeah. So the Blight have an ace up their sleeve in the form of Monel. Yeah, what's uh, up with that? Monel's a Daxamite, and Daxamites are incredibly powerful. I mean, when when you use Monel as a stand in sure for... Sure, hard to kill off in Supergirl, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, when you exactly. use uh, a Daxamite in place of a Kryptonian and pretty much the the inter the the insertion is seamless you know that daxamites are freaking powerful so what they do is monel is the battery the power source with which the uh blight are going to jumpstart the chain of corruption let's just say chain of fools and um that's where uh I like the fact, initially, I was like, oh, God, apparition, shut up. Shut up about Jonah. You'll eventually see Jonah. Just just stop it. And then I realized what they were doing. They were setting up the relationship because it's, it's apparition's presence that turns Ultra Boy. He sees her, and he's overtaken. He's blighted. He's, he's taken over. And she just touches him. And it seems like he initially resists, and the tendrils and stuff are going around um, apparition. But he eventually, he eventually snaps out of it and and casts off the blight's influence, which is great because it's a, he's a huge asset to the resistance because Ultra Boy is like he's another powerhouse, right? Let's be honest; that must be some world class trim. Tenya, hell yeah. Hmm? Yeah. I know, man. If it's that good that a touch can break you out of a zombie like state. Well, I wouldn't say it's trim. I would say it's love, but, you know, mm. do whatever. Yeah. He, ironically, you would say that, but no, I don't think that's true. It's more, <laughs> it's more the uh, primal passion, I think, than the language of love. But thanks to the combined efforts of the, uh, the unblighted legion. The the uh, blight are eventually beaten. Uh, in, Destemmed, weeded. Yes, and they break the dota free. Thankfully, the the, the stem is destroyed. Um, and the fallout. Uh, the earth, or yeah, the earth is basically in ruins, and it's it's time to rebuild. Uh, yep. And and this is where it gets a little sticky. And uh, the issue is number, let's see, I lost my, I lost my place in my notes here. Inconceivable. Legion of Superheroes 124 is the first part of Widening Rifts, which was released in February 2000. Pencils by Angel Unzenta. Is that right? Yes. Inks by Jaime Mendoza. And again, Tom McCraw, who was... Obviously, all day, every day. Yes, doing color art uh, did it. Um, the art is jank in this issue. It's not great. It's not. You basically you have blighted legionnaires feeling some kind of way that they were essentially raped by the blight. Why? Bl- yeah. Why? Yeah. And I didn't expect that out of Shadowlass. I expected her to just be like, yeah. Yeah. 
whatever, but she's 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 crying and, and feeling some kind of way and she's all weeping. What would dude with his baseball cap on backwards? Chuck. <laughs> That's Chuck. He's he's uh, he's the, the Legion's equivalent of the the uh Rick Jones snapper car. Yeah, but the the guy that was in the bat cave that, that rebuilt the bat. Oh, oh Arnold. The, Arnold. The mechanic. Yeah. So he's yeah. a straight up human? He's not a member? I believe he is human, yeah. It's hard to tell, but right? It's, because and, I mean, I, when I saw I, him, I realize he might not be from planet Earth. I just mean non-powered, right? Yeah. When when he shows up in the first the first story, I I thought it was Bouncing Boy. He's a little thick, right? A little bit. Hence, why I thought that. Yeah. So while we may have removed the blight from the picture, the blight have not removed themselves from the picture because their taint on the Stargates is not going down well. One of the, 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 the closest Stargate in proximity that was affected by the Blight's energy is not acting normally. It's, it's very unstable. And so uh, Brainiac says, all right, we'll go out there and we'll check it out. And the uh, United Planets and Leela McCauley have a big problem with that. Uh, a, a council is convened, and basically they're throwing all of their, the responsibility for everything that happened on Brand's in in Brand's lap. Well, you know, if you didn't create the Stargates, <laughs> the blight never would have got here. And if your kids didn't bump into one and land on that planetoid, the blight never would have known where we came from. And it's like. Yes, that is true, but what could they have done? So you're not going to invent Stargate technology to benefit the entire universe mm -hmm. just because somebody may exploit it? Of course someone will exploit it. Well, that's the grand philosophical debate of any technological innovation, right? Right, right. Like social media right now. Sure. Everybody's debating is it good or bad, and it's, it's, it's both. Yeah. I mean, these things are always potentially abused. And by damn, Brand is going to have his say, and he by damn, by damn he, he makes his case. And unfortunately, and, and while he's doing this, Leland's, he's a dickhead. He, he's, a, he's a conniver and a shyster. He's eliminating all of the members of workforce below 21. Mm -hmm. Because one of the, the beefs that the United Planets have with the Legion is that they're all kids. They're all young. And they said, how can we be expected to put this kind of responsibility on the shoulders of these children? They're just basically children. They don't know how to reason yet. They're still wet behind the ears. They're still pooping yellow. They're babies. We cannot have this. And Leland says, well, my workforce can handle this. They're like, wait, wait, wait. You got kids on your workforce too? He's like, no, I don't. I eliminated all the kids. And now all I have is, is this, uh, what's her name? The Dial H for Hero character. Helios. See, that's what I was. That okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? I'll go on later. No, I'll go on later. Go over. Go ahead. No, Helios, who is underage, but not yes. in the form that she currently is. So that's like a loophole that that Leland exploits. He uh, and, and he said he puts together. Um, you got Amber, uh, Helios, Repulse, Repulse, who's a dick, and he's straight out mm. of he's straight out of the Valiant Universe. 
And then yes. you you have uh, another Daxamite who I don't know why he's all in black. Okay. Shadow. He's all all like eb- like ebony almost. Yeah, like he's negative energy or something. That spread is terrible, dude. Uh, Adam well, Ed, Adam to ass cracker. <laughs> Adam yep. D cracker. Yeah, I don't like it at all. But um, so I mean, there's, dude, there's it looks like the Three Stooges on the right. Yeah, I know. Oh, dude. Faces. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> there, Jonah's having nightmares. There's massive infighting between. Uh, Leyland and Brand and the United Planets and Tinya's mom, the, the vice president, and they're just like so. Basically, the Legion's de- decommissioned at the end of this. They're like, nope, you guys are done. Yeah. Um, Stargates are not operable because if we start the Stargates up again, the who knows? Maybe the contamination can spread. And Brand's like, no, we got rid of all the camp- contamination. We have all the planets that were touched by blight energy. They need food. They need they need help. They need you know, aid, and they're like, nope, sorry, can't do it. So Brainiac bucks the uh, the system and goes out to check on it by himself, and Brainiac knows what's going down. Nobody believes him. Um, long story short, the Stargate goes kablooey, but not after Ergwan. Who else is it? Um, oh, uh, Kid Quantum. Kid Quantum, whose brother... Gave her died a hero. Yes, gave her, what, uh, why is suddenly Erg one in the in the in the book? Like he wasn't in the. <laughs> That's what I was saying at the beginning. But he, I mean, his storyline predated Legion of the Dam. So yeah, they're wrapping up. This is the creative team getting everything all oh, together in a nice. Balls. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, and what's up in the flashback with my man killing my my dude? This my I mean my girl the snake. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> Best character in the book. Okay. Oh my God, you're such a racist. I thought you would like Gates. I really did. I thought you like um, Urko. Or sorry, because, Gates. Who Gates? Because, because Gates is the teleporter with the beak. Because, and the, because he likes Gateway from the yeah. What? Nah, G- Gates is not an Aboriginal, but whatever. Um, that was racist. And so the 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 last page of drawn like a Xenoscope book, by the way. You think? Sure. Dude, that, that page where he wakes up out of bed and they're like hugging and kissing, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that the Legion had to go out with art like this. I mean, I, yeah. don't, think, I don't think it's horrible, but it, it's certainly not of a caliber. The ass cracker. No, it's not good. It's not. It's, it's... it's definitely not. Wait. Monel Monel saves Sensor. She she doesn't die. Oh okay. It looks like he's killing her in that. No, he's he's saving her. Monel says, "You know, yeah, go the life pod. Someone's made it. We'll never make it there." And he grabs her and he he gets Sensor out of there. Yeah, he says, "I'm sure as hell making it." How did you think that she that? No, in the flashback to turn against friends, teammates, loved ones to be blighted, and he's getting ready to beat the shit out of her. What the hell are you... What page are you... Oh, there's no pages. 184 on the... <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. My, my, I can actually hold mine. But... No, I can too. <laughs> I have the book, but I'm saying I, I'm looking at it on my laptop. All right, so, I got it. I got it here. Let me get which, it. Where, where, where is it, Vince? Uh, no, I... After I, the Herc 1 page. In the last issue, are we talking? Yes. 
after the Erg One page when he hulks out. He's laying in the fucking bed, and he's like, then he, the next page, the process was simple. After capture sedation, from there, drone spores were filtered into the bloodstream, spores encoded with the blight credo. After that, everything you knew and understood, everything you loved was gone. I don't, I don't know where you're talking. What? Yeah, I can't find it. So, Baffled. all right, I'm looking at the cover of the last issue with the Legion yes. outposts getting destroyed. All right. Then I see Brainiac in the spacesuit. Extinction event is the next page. I'm going. Well, the, the, there's about it's, it's about 220 pages. So you're saying you're in the it's page 184 out of 222. Yeah, that's but but that includes the double page spreads too. Um, is it is it the is it the, the the cracker issue or is it the yeah, last the cracker issue? Okay, all right. So yeah, so I saw the two of them in bed. Uh, okay, you see then the page before that. Page before when he wakes that. Up and screams no, and then they hug. The page right before that. Yes. All right. No, he's yeah because he's blighted. I know, and it looks like he's killing her. No, no he's just beating the crap out of her. He's just holding her her blouse, her, her <laughs> legion blouse. Well, exactly, I'm glad to exactly hear this because I thought he killed her. No, 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 no. But you're right. At the end of the episode, she's sitting there. Yeah. So it's all good. All is well. Yeah, that next page is just terrible. It's so bad. Right? <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> Apparition's <laughs> reacting to something nowhere near where Jonah is. She's like, oh, somebody dropped. Like it's, like, it's like she backed into it. Yeah. She looks like a dude from uh, from the movie Mask, too, in the first panel. Yes. Giant, giant five head. But the. <laughs> But it, and, but the second panel, it's like they're all the way in the corner, the lower right corner. It's like thank God we got this this this, King's this bad, bad corner. The bad, but it's like at least they have a place for the word balloons. It's just a poorly laid out panel. But yeah, I know the man is just sitting in the corner watching. It's like yeah, I'm just kidding. he's gonna start <laughs> playing with his, <laughs> pulling out his little electrical dick. But anyway, well, it's gonna be little, dude. He's electrical. Maybe it's a gigantic electrical dick. Only when he absorbs. I'm projecting. Uh, so, uh, Thunder <laughs> leaves. Sicilian, dude. Thunder leaves. Uh, the, the Stargate goes kablooey, but they save the day. Yeah. The combined efforts of uh, Ergwan, Kid Quantum, Kid Quanta, they should have called her, um, and uh, Brainiac and, and Dial H for Hero Girl. They, they save the day, and the transmission ends, and it, it's the end of the series, effectively. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but hmm. it was, um, I don't think you gave credits for the last issue because oh. it was Angel Unzetta back on pencils and Jaime Mendoza on inks. Yeah. And Tom McCraw. This was the colors. Tom McCraw did the colors. But what, what they don't tell you is that a number of legionnaires, the temporal energy that spewed out of the rift transported a bunch of legionnaires somewhere and that's where this last issue is so 90s looking yeah yes yeah that's where legion lost comes in yeah but which is the bomb all in all the last widening rift is it's it's a cool storyline and there's a lot of very vital uh plot points that you know give you things on which to chew 
Um, did I forget Starboy too? There wasn't Starboy in 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 um, something with the. But anyway, uh, but it's not illustrated very well. It's it's kind of it's definitely of its time. Let's just put it like that. It's of its time. It's it's not a fitting cap to the the grandeur of this incarnation of the Legion, but it is what it is. It, it's it cannot be changed. So we have to take it on its own uh, on its own merits, I guess. Yeah, and the uh, line editor Michael uh, McGavney writes the afterward and talks about how the uh, the Legion was selling for shit when they tried this. Yep. To, to try to, to switch it up, but he attributed the poor sales to a litany of things, um, not the least of which was the, uh, as we talked about earlier, that uh, just the continuity got re rejiggered and rebooted and, and retconned a couple times over the span of a few years, and people kind of got f- f- frustrated with that and tapped out. So maybe the uh, malady that affected the Legion is now affecting all of comics. Oh, I think so. I was going to say it's 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 probably a microcosm of what, of what was to come. Yep, yep, yep. I well, I've always said it's it's easier to uh, it's easier to, to 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 walk away from a title than it is to come back, right? Yes. I'm unable to leave uh, Legion comics in bins whenever I find them. Dude, it's been a minute since they've even tried a Legion series. But that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. The the last was well, new they, fi- they they tried during it the new fifty two. Yeah, three with three books. Who the heck yeah. is going to buy three I Legion know. books? I know. It was silly. I I was I thought it was wonderful that they would that they had that much faith in the Legion that they would try three books. But number one, calling one of them Legion Lost, you're doomed to failure right there. <laughs> To compare this new thing to this vintage thing that has a whole lot of life, a whole lot of artistic merit, and it's just it, – it, it's a great storyline. It's one – like, again, Great Darkness Saga, Legion of the Dam, Legion Lost. Like, these are the ones that everybody throws out – five years later – throws out there whenever, whenever they, you know, say, oh, great Legion stories. So to, to compare it to that, I know that DC has the legacy thing, but I just thought it was a bad idea. Two books would have been great. Three books were too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the Legion. Long live the Legion. Hopefully, Long live the Legion. Hope, hopefully we'll be able to, to see it again someday. I'm sure we will. You know, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. Do we need to, uh, we need to revisit that Legion Lost joint down the road? You yeah. say, you say the word. When do you want to do that? Well, let's give it some time. Space it out. Damn it. I want to I want to embark on a rereading and or reading because I haven't read every issue mm-hmm. of Legion, not from the the Silver Age stuff, from Look, Levitz. Yeah, mm-hmm. start from the Levitz and work my way up. That's cool. What the hell's going on? I have no idea. I think the sofa moved. <laughs> That's your, that's your boo. That's your boo. It's his boo? It's true. No, he's... Whatever. All right. So there you go. <laughs> Legion of the Damned included in the Abnett and Lanning Legion Volume 1. Uh, volume 2 is coming out very soon. Yes? 
Yes. So what I guess they're going to do is they're going to, volume two will probably be the entirety of Legion Lost. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I hope so, since I ordered it. And volume. Uh, I I'm, too. I got all the issues now. That would be hella cool. I don't. So that's nice. fine. And I'm guessing volume three would be the Legion. Volume four would be the Legion. And that's where the Abnett and Landing run ends because they did 33 issues of the Legion and then no more. Okay. Yep. No mas. Noise. And Chris Batista does most of the Legion. Right? I, I think so. I think there's an issue or two with Quapel, but I'd have to check my my database. But I believe there's a lot of Chris Batista art in The Legion. Yeah. Mm. It was good. I liked it a lot. It got silly mm-hmm. towards the end, but whatever. They all do. Yeah. There Agreed. You go. All right. So let's move on. Thank you, patrons, for making this possible. And now we're going to talk about something else. We are? Yeah. You don't get up at four in the morning, right? And now we're going to tell you what you can read in your travels. Uh, joined by superstar artist Olivier Coipel, who made his comics debut on the series, Abnett Landing Strand, the future's greatest heroes in an unknown galaxy beset with mysterious cosmic threats for an epic sci-fi storytelling at its finest, collects all 12 issues of the critically praised maxi-series Legion Lost. That is your Abnett Landing Volume 2. Wait a minute, there's 16 issues of Legion Lost, then 17 if you count a zero issue. No, there's 12. <laughs> there's 12. Mm, I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> Dude, there's 12. <laughs> Hold on a second. You got New 52 <laughs> Legion Lost, my brother. Yeah, that's what he's, that's what he's read. <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. I have the original Legion Lost, but the, but I didn't realize I, I the digital copies are not the he's, what I thought they were. He's including the Legionnaires 3. Well... I guess I got to pull out the paper issues then. Oh, and or just wait for the trade. I don't remember. Did Abnett, Abnett and Lanning have anything in Legion Worlds? Because Legion Worlds was coming out concurrently with Legion Lost. Legion Worlds tells the story of the Legionnaires that weren't displaced and how their lives were affected by their buddies getting taken away. Remember, I talked about Legion Lost. I don't know how many episodes ago. Or not Legion Lost, Legion Worlds. So I think Abnett and Lanning have stuff in there too. So maybe that'll be volume three. I don't know. Oh, yeah, dude. This is the DeFalco <laughs> Wood stuff. <laughs> Poor bastard. I could delete that. <laughs> well, like you said, I'm getting the track. I mean, I got the issues sitting in a long box downstairs. It's not like I can, but okay. There you go. Bummer. I thought it came up on the digital loot. So, if, <laughs> this, as we said, this episode is brought to you by our patrons. If you would like to see what the hubbub is all about, go to patreon.com forward slash 11OCOMICS and check us out. We'll be. It's not mandatory. We're not enforcing it. It's cool that we, we do have patrons that, that help us out. Um, if you would like to be one of those, by all means, we welcome you. Because the patrons lift everybody up. In your travels. David's going to scoff. Oh, this thing's heavy. But you are going to scoff. Scoff, that's rude. If you have, in your travels, if you have a books a million in your area, Stop by one of these days. 
because I bought an omnibus, a DC omnibus at Books a Million for $30, $29.99 plus tax. You do the math. Um, now, in a project like this, one that spans 41 issues created by a multitude of creative teams, you're going to have naturally some gold and you're going to have some nickel. They can't all be winners. Truth. But for $30, the DC Comics New 52 Futures End, five years later, Omnibus, for $30, not for cover price. I don't want you paying $100 for this because I will be totally honest, this book is not worth $100. It is worth 30 bucks, I think. There are some amazing stories in here, not the least of which is the Justice League story that spanned, you had Justice League United crossed over with Justice League. And there's a Dawn Stars in it. There's a Legion. Um, okay, now, well, I, I, I talked about Justice League United when, when, when Jeff was writing it and when you guys, and when Jeff was mentioned and Jason implied that he's currently writing his Legion story with Black Hammer, I knew that he had Legionnaires in his Justice League books. Why? But I'm curious to know why I would scoff at, at this collection. That Be- you buy because, this collection. Because there's a lot of crap in it. Yeah. There is, there is the, the, the five years later, Future's End. There's an equal number of bad books as there is good books. As, which is why I say, don't pay $100 for this book. Because it's, defi- right. it's definitely not worth $100. It is worth 30 bucks. The Batman story is not bad. Um, unfortunately, I don't know why they don't have a credits page at the front of the book. You have to go through each story in order to get the, the creative teams. The Batman story was written by Ray Fox. It's not bad. It, it was illustrated by uh, Akko. I, I don't know who that is. But the Booster Gold story is amazing. You got Moritat, uh, Dan Jurgens, Norm Rapmund, Will Conrad, Steve Lytle, Steve Thompson, Mark Irwin, Ron Friend, Scott Hanna, Brett Booth, and Norm Rapmund on this storyline. And it, it, there's a commandy tie-in to this story. So I love the Booster Gold issue. The, um, like I said, the Justice League, uh, United Justice League crossover is awesome. The Red Hood and the Outlaw story... I've never been a huge fan of, of Red Hood and the Outlaws, but it's drawn by Scott Collins, so I'm loving this issue. I love Scott Collins. Uh, it's a nice cross-section of the DC Universe. The Sinestro story, written by Cullen Bunn, drawn by Igor Lima. It's great until the ending. <laughs> so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Sinestro's imprisoned on a virtually inescapable prison planet. And um, he makes lemonade. Let's just say that, you know, there's a lot of Green Lantern in here because this was the time when there were four Green Lantern books. So you get Green Lantern, you get New Guardians, you get Red Lantern, you get Green Lantern Corps. 
um, and you get Sinestro. There's a lot of Lantern content in this book. What's that, what's, what's the collection's name? New, what's the title of the collection? New 52, Futures End, Five Years Later. This is okay, the, so These are all the books that had the goofy lenticular covers. Remember? But but yes, and, and you and you smartly bailed on it before the, the, the series ended, right? Oh yeah. Future's okay. end? So Hell that's yeah. right. That's what I thought. But I was trying to I mean you're you're throwing all these titles out or the characters out and I'm trying to figure out what the hell the unifying theme is, but I, I missed the, the future's end five years later part. Yeah, they Sorry. jumped all the books five years in the future. The uh, Justice League is is drawn by Jed Doherty. And as I said, when I talked about this, these issues, I want to know what Jed Doherty's doing, doing now because I think he's, he's pretty amazing. And it makes Captain Adam a villain. So, you know, you can't go wrong there. He should have been a villain. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he should have been. All and along. Ted, should have been Ted, a villain. Yep. So uh, there's so actually there's a Harley Quinn story in here that is drawn by not Amanda Connor. But the guy that um, Chad, Chad, Chad Harden. Harden, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. It's great. But like I'm saying, thirty bucks. You can't go wrong for thirty bucks. It's mm-hmm. a it's a lot of reading. Some better than others, but you know, w- how can you complain when you're paying thirty dollars for forty one issues? Right. There you go. I dig it. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't sleep with it under my right. pillow. But I'm glad I have it. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying? Uh-huh. Uh, in your travels. Hmm. <laughs> well, no, because I, I spent most of the weekend reading Legion. I read a couple things today, but I don't. I, I don't. But you did read something today that you, I thought you were going to talk about. Well, I kind of talk about it every week, but I also don't want. So, so, so you're going to scoff then? I'm not going to scoff. I'm not going to scoff. I'm just going to say I didn't like it. That's it. I I didn't. I didn't like it. You could talk about it. Well, all I will say is that which I mentioned to the Facebook group in your travels. Um, like I said, it's 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 every week. So I mean, I could mention. I might. You know what? I'll save it Uh for the conclusion next week. Um, uh-huh. boy, I know because you'll read it and then we can kind of discuss it. I already read it. No, the sixth issue. Oh, right. Okay. Um, in your travels, um, I am really, it's only been two issues, but I love the look of it. It doesn't fill me with any sort of, um, it really doesn't hit the nostalgia button for me because it's so unlike what Rob and Hank and Marat were doing back in the day. But Blood Strike number 23 by Michelle Fife uh, came out and it is, um, as much as I enjoyed the Zero issue last time, I like Brutalist Part 2 a lot more. Um and there's some sex, and there's some Supreme breaking someone in half, very brutally, I might add. Uh, it's 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 weird, and it's cool, and I'm enjoying it a lot, and it just looks amazing. And 
Fifi's got a style that I cannot take my eyes off of. So Shit, yeah. Air Travels Bloodstrike number twenty three by Fifi and a whole bunch of other folks um, that appear at the end of the issue with various one pagers and things like that. So get going. See, you'll get no scoffing from me. On Not that. on that one. No, I co-signed the shit out of that. Yeah. Damn, co-signed the shit out of that, you said. Hell yeah. Out of it. Yes. Well, I won't be here next week. Party so. time. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So here's 18 in your travel titles. Oh, wow. Page one, panel one. I guess, I'm, I, guess, I, guess I, get, I guess I get grief for actually reading other comics this week. We right. see a book. The book um, is open. There's a finger pointing to a line. Go ahead. I'm good. I'm chilling. No, come on. <laughs> and he travels, watch Luke Cage. Oh, no, no. Good come on. You read other books then. What should they read? Tell me so I can read it. Well, they should definitely read The Magic Order by Mark Miller and Olivier Coipel. Oh, Seriously. nice. That book is freaking ridiculous. Really? I yes. I, I need to read it. I didn't get it yet. Oh, it's so good. It's I mean, I have so... it, but I didn't get to it, is what I should say. Right. It is, it is, there's one of the coolest murders I've ever seen. Ooh. And I won't spoil it since y'all haven't read it, but, but, uh, absolutely savage. Um, the Ooh. art is vastly different than the Quapel mm. art we saw in Legion. Um, but not like it's neither better nor worse. It's just different. Right. Um, the story, I don't know if it's, it doesn't seem like it's in the future per se. It seems like it's modern times, but it's modern times where magic exists out in the open. Um, and there's a little bit of Harry Potter to it in the sense that they're wizards and they have, they use wands, but, but it, 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 it looks like we're going to get, I'm purely conjecture here because the first issue leaves you with a lot more questions than answers, but it looks like this is going to be a bit of a, uh, a soap opera, Surrounding the Moonstone family, um, who are a group of long-lineaged magicians, and uh, most of which have opted not to get into the family business, um, but events in the first issue force their hand, so to speak. Um, but it's a uh, visually breathtaking. It's it's a different style for Quapel even than what we're used to from his recent. For like mighty stuff. Thor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's more of a painted painted style. Wow. Especially the backgrounds. Um, I'm imagining it's mostly digital effects. Vince can weigh in on that when he looks at it. But uh, but it, it but it, it works though. I, I don't. He's not taking any shortcuts. That's for sure. Um, but the, for the first issue hooked me hard, man. It's 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 a beautiful book. Uh, like I said, there's some visually arresting moments, and uh, I'm definitely stoked to see what's to come uh, of that. And then I just wanted to shout out, uh, there were two um, Marvel number ones that came out this week. We're back in that cycle of Marvel trying some new titles out. And um, the first is Multiple Man, uh, which of course is uh, about uh, our good friend, Jamie Maddox. Maddox. This is uh, written by uh, Matt, Matt Rosenberg. And drawn by uh, Andy McDonald. Yes. So, which is cool to see. Um, This isn't, like, it wasn't solicited as a a sequel to the um, 
to the new mutants book uh, that that has been coming out, but it kind of is a spin out of that, and that it's the same characters. You got Strong Guy and Magic and and Rain and and that whole crew um, investigating a old lab, and inside the lab they find they find uh, Jamie Mad- Madrix. But what's weird about that is that J- Jamie died. He died um, from the Terrigen mists during that whole Fakakta Inhumans thing. For real? Um, yeah. So this is actually a clone of Jamie, um, but it's like an alpha clone that was in stasis. So that's why it didn't die when he died. But the weird thing is, is that uh, they bring him back to the X mansion and the beast uh, Hank checks out and he, he's, you know, he's Jamie. He has his memories and all that sort of thing. But he, since he's a clone, he's deteriorating. Mm. So he's got a finite life, but, uh, but there's some time travel involved. And uh, the issue starts off a little by the numbers and that you're like, oh, okay, um, a little maudlin because you're like worried about it's basically about, oh, man, is this story going to be about how Jamie's going to make the most of his last years or, or, or months on the earth. But, but it then about halfway through the issue, it goes tits up. It goes crazy. And it's pretty clear that, uh, that uh, in his quest, probably at first to save himself, but then um, – as events ensue, he's come back from the future, and uh, there are many, many versions of of, of Jamie that uh, that are now out and about, including Vince, a Hulk version of Jamie. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. There's a cloak version of Jamie as well. Um, there's all kinds of versions of Jamie, but but so it was pretty cool. Um, you know, Andy McDonald's style is is a little different for a Marvel book, um, not in a bad way. I enjoyed it, but it's it's your mileage may vary on that. He's He's not your classic superhero artiste, but I thought for the character-driven first issue, it, it worked really well. So uh, two thumbs up to that. And then probably the most shocking thumbs up I'm going to give you for some time, that is uh, The Sentry. Yep. Yeah. Jacinto's right. art is stupid. Yes. Yeah. So ri- written by Jeff Lemire with with art by Kim uh, I, I get it's either Jacinto or Jacinto. I'm not sure which. Um, the art is ridiculous. It is. And where we're left is uh, Bob has ceased being the Sentry because when he's the Sentry, he is also the Void, and he doesn't want the Void to come back and start wrecking havoc. But Doctor Strange has created a pocket dimension or part of his brain. I'm not quite sure the construct of it, but in essence, a, a little pocket world where Bob can go and be the sentry and do battle with the void. And it's almost like an alarm clock. He, it seems like he gets 24 hour cycles. So he has to go into this world and do his thing um, and vanquish the void. And if he does that, when he wakes up, everything's good. And he's pretty much been doing that for a long bit. It's clear he's been doing this for a long time now. And he's he's got a pot belly and he's he's skinny. He doesn't have any muscle tone. And he's got a long beard. And he's a a chef at a at a diner. Short just living cook. With, yeah, short <laughs> cook. Just just living a very normal life, a very mundane existence, trying to um, to fight off what he used to be. But but obviously they wouldn't be putting a book out if he wasn't going to rear its ugly head. But um, but I thought it was great, man. I mean, listen, Jeff is a fantastic writer. He's one of the best in the business. And I think the the hook here, as Vince as Vince uh, buried the air, as Vince uh, led off with, is is Jacinto's art. It's uh, I, I you know I, I saw the name on the cover, didn't know what to expect, but man, the dude the dude is a beast. 
I don't know if I've seen him before, but yeah. but uh, but Jesus. yeah, no surrender. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. Well, dude is he's he's going to be one of the next young guns. Then yep. it could be a woman. Are we sure it's not a woman? I don't know, but but either way, um, I think you're forgetting one thing. What Misty Knight? Well, oh. I didn't want to get. Yeah, now I, I might have to read it. Say okay. I was I wasn't sure if I mentioned it. I didn't want to spoil, but yes, yes, Misty Knight is a supporting character in the book. Va va voom. Yes, I it it was it's it was something that I was contemplating because of how Donnie brought Bob and, and the Sentry back in Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, and being a Jeff Lemire fan, there were definite reasons why I'd want to give it a shot, even though I'm not a huge Sentry guy. Um, but is there such a thing as a huge century guy? I there's got to be someone. Oh, maybe uh, Bendis. But I mean, aside from Bendis, I um, I have every appearance of the century, the 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 miniseries, all the one shots. I have them all custom bound. I mean, I was gonna say I, I'm pretty sure I own all the issues myself, but custom yeah. bound, really, bro? I like that series. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> cool. Um, You're gonna love this series. Sweet. Yeah, I'll I'll read it. So you haven't read it, Vince? You just peeped through it. I have it. I'm looking at it right now. No, I didn't mm-hmm. read it proper, but I, well, I did. I didn't have time because I was looking at the art. When when he rips that character in half, like that is awesome. That panel's yeah. amazing, and the the fir- like the the. Sp- I'd the say splash. the best looking version of the Void we've ever, we've ever seen. I think. Is that what that who the, who that was when he ripped him in half? Well, the Void is the character in the background. Oh. In the in the beginning of the flashback, and then at the end when he's like, I mean, that's the void. Big century fan right here. No, <laughs> that doesn't look the guy. The guy with the. Well, of course it doesn't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a different version. It's it's his yeah. interpretation of the void. Nice, it, but the art's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He goes right through a freaking planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very great. Cool. Yeah, so there you go. And you travels all three of those books. Surprising. Two of them, surprising thumbs up. Yeah, I read the Iron Man. Then you talked about. Oh, from I didn't read that yet. Yeah, uh, what do you think? No, not yet. Well, to be fair, full disclosure, he that Iron Man has never been an easy sell for you. No, no. But I am with you. I thought it was very Dan Slotty in a bad way. Yeah, not going to continue. I'm I'm both fascinated and worried about Fantastic Four. Same. I am with you. The art's going to be great. And look, Dan spent a lot of years writing Spider-Man, most of which you guys enjoyed a ton. Sure. So he's certainly capable of this, but he's also capable of whiffing. So, uh, Call me insane, but I don't think Sarah Pacelli's the right artist for the job. Well, we'll have to see, right? I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, but she can draw. I mean, she drew Guardians of the Galaxy for a long time. She can draw cosmic. Yes, but she can't do big. She's great. How do you know? Well, yeah, okay, that's a fair point. What I have seen from her Guardians work, it's elegant. She draws beautiful women, handsome males. That's great. But she doesn't have, in my opinion, the exaggeration necessary sure. to sell a battle with the thing and, like, say, Terax. I would I would tend to agree with you. This will be a big test for her. Yeah. 
If you said Larson was drawing it, I'd be like, hell yeah, this is going to be a winner. What was Homeboy's name that drew Justice Society of America and then drew the Eagle Sham? Yeah, Eagle Sham was the worst Fantastic Four artist of the night. What? <laughs> no, Brian Hitch. But yeah. Oh, was... I forgot about Hitch, yeah. Yeah, I'd say Hitch <laughs> by I a long could. shot. I forgot about Hitch, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 block, I blocked him out. Um, <laughs> no, just because Eagle Sham is a great artist. But I was just but thinking he drew, he drew a up. nice. But he drew he drew Reed to be like yes. like uh, Tom yeah. Strong like yeah. thick like yeah he yeah. drew he drew Reed to look like a Jim Lee Cyclops yeah yeah like Chuck Norris oh wait dude real quick can we spoil it since no one else is probably going to carry the way <laughs> what X Men Gold number thirty oh X-Men, well X-Men I mean I didn't yeah I didn't I, it's it's I gold believe, right? it's gold is yeah, it gold. All yeah. right, I I didn't I didn't I just I'm only up to issue twenty I'm only up to the second Vince, part of the arc, of but you'll you will enjoy it. So all right, spoils. It's the end of the episode. Spoils to anybody that doesn't want to get spoiled about what's happening in the X Men. But our boy Brian Vander, who's the biggest X Men mark among us, was all next to Jason. Well, no, Vander's even more obsessed about well, the old days he's, though. He's he's obsessed with Colossus. Anything that happens to Colossus. Yeah. So Vander's feel, freaking out, feeling some kind of way. Um, number 30 was the wedding issue. Kitty and Colossus, right? Yeah. Vince, she's a runaway bride. She ditches him at the altar. She dumped him? He goes to put the ring on her finger and she phases <laughs> to the ring. Goes <laughs> That's fucked up. And she says, I can't do this. And she sinks into the ground. <laughs> So then he's feeling all salty, and he asks, he asks Nightcrawler to bamf him out of there. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then wait, and then wait, it gets even better. Remember how those two Marvel, the X classifieds. Remember how they were weren't telling anybody what they were, but they were asking, you know, the, the oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then we found that it was it was a, a Kitty Pride and I mean a um, a Rogue and Gambit book. So since they're all fucking there for a wedding. Rogue's like, you want to do this? And so her and Gambit get up on fucking the altar and they get married. <laughs> this is terrible. That's the worst thing ever. It is. Poor Colossus, dude. He's going to go get the, the Crimson Band to sit around and just start wrecking havoc, I think. Oh. And absolutely. I'm reading it and I, and, and, and Gambit doesn't sound anything like i don't see the the jerry i don't see i there's nothing about gambit in this book that 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 makes me think he's cajun anymore i think he's yeah i, I think they pulled the style and they put banshee in his body because he's talking about boyo and i it's like dude why are you i just think it's so i mean i gotta give him credit for one thing that is a great way to do a stand-up uh at the altar is to have her fucking face so that yes. the ring doesn't go on her finger yes <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's wonderful so good. Four bucks. Thank you. Yep. We just saved you money. So Vander was hella pissed. That was, was it, my it boy. Was, didn't get any respect. It was a nut shot for him for reals. Keep keep your name out my mouth. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah. Oh well. Glad I'm not reading it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us for this Book of the Month episode. We'll have another one of these next month. But in the meantime, come back next episode because Dap and I are going to do it up while Jason... Week-long extravaganza, right? Every night. Yep. Five episodes that week. So hot. I can't wait to listen to them. They're going to be like six hours apiece. Perfect. Yep. (laughs) 
I'm going to talk about Cross. I'm going to talk about Gold Digger. All that so shit. So it's going to be a one man episode then? No, Dap's going to read them. He already read them. Solo Dolo. Yeah, yeah. He told me, he said, this stuff's good. I'm like, I know. Vince, should I, uh, should I watch that Devil Man thing on Netflix? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, you get the basic gist of Devil Man. Yeah. All right. It's pretty cool. And, yeah, it's good. So there you go. Thank you for being here. Come back next time. We'll have some beverages waiting for you, maybe a sandwich or two. And in the meantime, say goodnight. Oh. Ooh, wait. David. Good night. David, there was no, uh, there, there no oops, and uh, I don't get those sound effects. Who for me? Yeah, you, you did them. You you usually do them when I do them. You like you you like the mimic. Worst Coco. X-Men character ever. Coco. Wait, what? Oh no, the ga- the gauntlet <laughs> has been dropped. <laughs> Who gives a shit about mimic? <laughs> no, I mean, but the worst effort is no, that's true. Bad. No, I think. The, I, I the worst from that that, that early days, but yeah. Marrow. Marrow's definitely the worst. Stacy X? Marrow. Stacy X? Marrow. <laughs> Maggot? No, I like Maggot. Of course Slip you do. <sighs> Lifeguard? Gambit. <laughs> Bro, Gambit. You're Gambit. So stupid. <laughs> Gambit. Seriously. The fuck, dude? <laughs> Oh shit! No, legit. What's the worst X character ever? Beak? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say Storm. No. Um, um, dumpy fat ass angel. Who's? Oh, who was who? Who was fucking played by Zoe Kravitz in the movie? True. Oh, well, she was. Oh, she was hot ass angel in that movie. Right? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Worst X character ever? Wolverine. You know what? You're just trying to fucking <laughs> Professor X. Right <laughs> yeah, Gene. <laughs> Gene Bean. Dude, dude can't even walk. Seriously. What the cripple. I'm gonna follow a cripple? I don't think so. <laughs> wow, dude. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> oh. That is oh, I was gonna say Colossus, but okay. Yeah, I'll follow you when you get up and walk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bye. We're, we're just kidding, peace. by the way. None of this is supposed to mean anything. <laughs> if it's They're in your heart, all great characters. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. There are no bad X-Men characters. Mm. <laughs> we saw a lot of them in the 90s, too. Darwin? Everybody, everybody's, everyone is someone's favorite. Wait, you think someone out there is, is carrying a torch for Marrow? No. Well, I mean, you love Domino. No, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like somebody, every character. Anyone else want to stomp on? You want to make ev- no. go to the galaxy? Everyone. Maybe Stephen King's The Stand. Um, no, everyone's. Moby Dick. Stop. Everyone's. Catcher in the Rye. Everyone's character is somebody's favorite. They're, they're, every character is somebody's favorite, right? I love Blacksmith. How many people like really like Blacksmith? Blacksmith's a great character. Cable's spirit yeah, character. I love Blacksmith. Right, he was but all right. He was cool. he, he's not high on the list, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you never know. There's, there's probably what about Marvel's Ozymandias. 
there's probably a, a society dedicated to the glory of, of marrow. Like, who knows? There's a lot of weird... Yeah, maybe, maybe there's like a hoe out there that likes comics and loves Stacey X. Yeah. Or Jubilee. Like, how many people like Jubilee? Really? Teo did a sick Jubilee this week. Yeah, he finally made it look cool. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I'm uh, I'm probably in the minority here, but I'm pro Jubilee being a vampire. Makes her different. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it was I, for for my money, it was an improvement, but it was a low bar to begin with for me. Yeah, get right. a new raincoat. Or, you know, right? You've got, right. You, I know. I mean, like like London Fog went out of style in '82. You know, you, you yeah, don't have a don't Salvation Army because, in your this is All you're doing, all you're doing, and I, and you know, I got your back on this, Bowie. But all you're doing is you mentioned London Fog. Or anybody wearing a jacket, and it brings the NC boys out to talk shit about Simon. Nah, see, they they they're dead to me. I know, and that's just that that ain't cool because you, you fuck, fuck with the Nehru Safari jacket, and 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 we're it gonna was have red words. leather, dude. It was pure fire. <sighs> Vince, we're talking about Wonder was, Man, aren't we? It was Wonder Man's best outfit. You Bionic Energy personified sun. Oh my bad. Let's talk about the the void a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a Beast and Wonder Man bound library binding book. The Avengers too. <laughs> Solo Avengers and shit. I think next week's going to be very welcome. Very welcome change. <laughs> He's Dap's chirping you as much as I am. Dap's the constant though. Oh, I see. You know, that's how it works. I love all my booze. That's right. And I love them too. And you I'm gonna print it. I'm gonna print it a picture of you. I'm gonna paste it to the Why? side of the cruise ship, and then I'm gonna piss on it as the wind is blowing. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm gonna weird. film and send it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna film. <laughs> oh my! I thought you were gonna we'll say get it, we'll get it in ten days though when he's back when when he gets Wi-Fi again. Yeah, I thought you for that high, that high, that high speed Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, being pasted on, not, on your wife's belly. Bro. <laughs> It's a family show. No, my picture. Dude, my picture. Uh, Either way, it's inappropriate. No, it's not. It's a family show. She'd be like, oh, I love that. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Like, okay. (laughs) We're out of here. Your big cabeza would even fit on her stomach. I do have a big head. I do have a big head. Seriously. You know, I agree with you. Congrats on the 20 years, though. Thanks. Big time, yes. On the reels. Yes. Warmed my heart this week. Aww. All right, next episode, Young All-Stars, the entire series. Dap and I are going to go deep. <laughs> Followed by Infinity Inc. That yes. sounds great. Why don't you guys like talk Doctor Who, talk Dynamite, make a week out of it? I did Cross last episode. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But I think you would like it. No, I was going to say, I mean, Cross, it, it would be... It, Talking about cross would be more something you'd want to do on the once every ten years that Dap skips an episode. He didn't mind it. He read something. He no, see, <laughs> he read Spider Man while I was talking about it. I read eight hundred one. He's according to him. Oh, I see. <sighs> Should well, we read that um, that Spider Man Wakanda joint? Oh hell no. No. Well, Vince won't because it's Wakanda. No, I'm not reading it. Ra- well, racist. I mean, but yeah, I am. Um, it's me. I have it. I'll. 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 I'll try to have it read for when you come back. Cool. Okay. Right on, right on. I'm hoping to read an insane amount of comic over the next 10 days. What? 
You're going on a cruise. Why would you read comics? Well, gonna, Why the fuck wouldn't I? What else is there to do? Water. What's he going to... Oh, you go... What a floating city. Yeah, exactly. Trapes the decks. Look at the the eye candy. Okay. Go play shuffleboard so, with your kids. And and then day two. Like shuffleboard. What is the fucking... I mean, 1972? Shuffleboard. You don't like um, shuffleboard? Charo's going to show up. Seriously. Man, Carol a, Channing and I gonna have dinner. Or? It takes a steady hand to be <laughs> a master of shuffleboard. Girl's best friend, dude. Um, Don't front stuff, shuffleboard. <laughs> shuffleboard, my dick. Um, Eat it four thirty in the afternoon. What am I, Neesman? It's like it's like curling. <laughs> shuffleboard is a lot like curling. I know. Without the, you know, nah, dude. Don't read the comic, dude. All right, what are you gonna read? So we're, maybe we're gonna be sitting around the pool. We're gonna be sitting around a beach. How, how many excursions do you have? Do you have any? Too many, dude. Nice. I'm already exhausted. Bring me back some mm-hmm. comics from these faraway locales. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sure to do that. They got. Well, yeah, I'm gonna venture. I'm gonna venture off into the to the to the native land to buy comic and weed. I would. I knew you yeah. would. Yes. Where's that? I don't know. The boat will come back around for him. She wants to go to Mexico, which I think is kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Well, it's cheap right now because it's a fucking war zone. Yeah. That's cool. When you come back, you can end up in a cage. It's cool. Because I could pass. Yeah. That's all right. Definitely. Definitely. I would be the worm in the apple. I would infiltrate them from... You speak Spanish, though, right? Yes, I do. It took five years of it. Well, it took nine years of it. I don't think I speak it. I can read it and comprehend it when it's spoken but i can't speak it that's what i'm saying yeah i'll write it i'll pretend my tongue is like busted oh snap boo are we supposed to shout out that thing from he's talking to you from giselle i don't think so are we i think she said it's going to be in the next preview okay cool we can't forget though yes i'll put it in the notes but yeah it's big deal for sure, it is for sure. two two books in previews, but yes, yeah. we'll um, we will. Oh, that's right. She says it's going to be in this coming previews, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. We've wasted your time enough. We're out of here. Come back next time. We love you so much. Goodbye, Jason. Have a great time. Come Thank back you. and and you know we'll we'll start this all over oh, again. I know. I know. I'm worried. I'm not going to be able to read my previews until middle of the month. That sucks. I think- welcome to my world. But yours yeah. is by choice, though. Oh, Not no, always. no, no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, mine will come on Friday. I'll be gone. Mm. I'll take it to you. Want me to swing by and bring it up? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get our chopper. Sorry. We'll take, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you guys we're going to borrow the chopper. We'll bring it out to the boat. I'm seeing a bunch of stones Michael, saying Michael, goodbye. Michael Winslow over here. Goodbye. <laughs> Michael Winslow. <laughs> Oh my god, what a great call out that was. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man, I need to watch a police academy right now. Fucking <laughs> Stripes was on earlier. Oh dude, that's what I love. I love that movie. That's the fact check. Uh, this is where Sean I Young looking good. I'm gonna give my wife the Aunt Jemima treatment tomorrow. <laughs> With Vince, his face on yep. his picture. Oh, <laughs> uh, Stripes is great. On her back. Oh, party with you. <laughs> Holy shit, that movie's good. Stripes? Oh, yes. I love that movie so much. I've watched it a hundred times. Oh boy. Dude. Bill Murray, dude? 
I like Bill Murray a lot. Yeah, I love meatballs. This is the guy that fucking can't stop to not watch an Adam Sandler film. Seriously? Click Vince will spend 20 minutes gushing about. But Stripes gets the fucking sigh. That makes sense. Jesus. It's not like you're talking meatballs. It's like, yo, fucking Pixels, bro. Pixels was good. Classic, too. Yeah, meatballs is a lot better than Stripes. Dude, Stripes is an all-time classic. Yeah. Stripes meatballs is better. Uh, I mean, I love Meatballs, too, but I think i got to give it to Stripes, though. You said Meatballs, too. You mean the sequel? or No, I like Meatballs, I know, I too. Know. But, but <laughs> all Stripes, yeah. You know. All right. But can That's we go? Nice. You can. You're the one that wanted to keep going. <laughs> You're descending into, like, stuff. That you were like, all right. Now, after we've done the big of the month, I'm going to bust out this 20-volume manga and break it down page by page for y'all. I can do that. But that Dap will be more receptive to it, so I'll do that when he's here. Man, you just... It's like I'm in the middle of open-heart surgery and you're just taking a Doc Martin in my heart. Stop on it. Oh, God. I took a dump in your belly. You're like the kid who's moving away because his parents are relocating and you don't know how to say goodbye to your friends. You just tell them they're all assholes. Shit. You're all assholes. I hate you all. Dude, get out of here. Uh, night, everybody. Peace. All right. That was good. Listeners. That Thanks. Was good. Call me. Call him. Call the hotline. Call him. Yes. If you guys, ha- if you guys yeah. happen to be on one of the giant Royal Caribbean uh, ocean whatever's uh, this week, I'll probably be there, too. <laughs> The giant Royal Caribbean Ocean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, all, they all have like silly names. Like, sign me up for that shit. <laughs> the EOC cruise, Princess of, cruise line, dude. We should totally have a cruise, dude. We need to have a fucking oh boost God, cruise. That would be sick. That, that would, would be, be great. That would be lit. It would just be a cruise. By the way, I think I think we're officially can't ever say the word lit again. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Donald lit. Trump Jr. today yeah. said that it was lit that fucking Justice Kennedy retired. So rest in peace, lit. Yeah. Um, he said yeah, we should totally because especially since we're all near the like, we can get to the water very easily. It's the we EOC definitely. kayak. Everybody get on board. It's it's paddle board. Yep. Everybody get a partner, yeah, dude. An EOC banana boat. S U Y T. Wearing a mankini. There you go. Well, I got three mankinis packed. I'm going to shut it off now. I got the cock sock. It's all good. And I'm counting down. (laughs) Are we done? Yes. All right. Bye. Watch me pause first. Watch Caddyshack and fuck the other two. Oh. All right. I'll give you Caddyshack. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a good movie. Ted Knight, bitches. Yeah.